Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in League, Manly fans rejoice as Trent Barrett packs his fucking bags. Panthers fans cheer as Anthony Griffin shunted off into the sunset. But Ivan Cleary's still at the Tigers. For the moment. Plus, we look back at 300 fantastic weeks of the world's number one rugby league podcast. Fuck me, that's a long time. <laughs> All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 300 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Look who's back. It's, the it's king a- is back. <laughs> Real dad's back. And, uh, with a, the, I, got some, uh, I got my packet of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, had, to, had to swim all the way to queue before him. <laughs> and back. Uh, oh, you know me, I have expensive tastes. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Uh, look, it's not all that exciting. Just work. Creating a fucking juggernaut and... Taking over the world. Oh, so the juggernaut, so like in, like in Deadpool. I'm not sure I get that reference, but it's just... <laughs> Ding! Referential retard in the first two minutes. <laughs> so for everybody playing real dad bingo at home. There's a, please, please mark off referential retard on your game card. Wait, was that an actual thing? That would have been a fucking fantastic idea. <laughs> well, yeah, we had the... We did have... Do you remember we had the tool bingo at one stage? Yeah. Back in the day, like, yeah. John, they come up with it. They're, they're not doing. It. No, but we're not doing. We made that up. Yeah, they're yeah. not really. I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> not they, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so we, let's talk about an exciting story. You went to the Echo. I did. And, oh, I knew and, I would and, regret and, and, and telling you this. And old, uh, old listeners or, or you know, long-term listeners would realise that we always had these situations with like the zombie pops and the and the you know like Pennywise and you know any any horror sort of thing and clowns particularly. Uh, are a weak point. And so you go to the Echo one and you actually went into a corner house. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a scared motherfucker, but over over and above that is I'm a fantastic parent, if I do say so myself, except to all my dependents on this show who <laughs> haven't seen or heard of me for three years. But apart from that, for my actual children, I go, all right. So we went to the Echo and um, there's a haunted house at the Echo. It's called uh, Hollywood Horrors or something like that. And Jackson was determined to go in there and... I looked at his mother, and she gave me a look that said something along the lines of, I'm going to be preoccupied with Leo, so I won't be taking Jackson in there. Just stop acting like a little bitch. It was, it was at that point that I realised that I was going to have to be the guy. <laughs> so, um, Did, was, there any ever, was there ever a point where, like, you were Jackson, like, you know, you, you, you know, you're fucking, what, like, you know, 10 years of age, like, go in there yourself. You're big enough? No. There's, <laughs> there's a couple of moments in this story that I'm not particularly proud of. The first one was when we're handing in our tickets that I paid money for. And um, I was standing at the front there waiting our turn. And there's a, a girl with some pretty funky contact lenses with lights in them. Or however that comes about. I don't really know how she did it, but it was pretty impressive. 
So it always glowed red. Okay. Takes our tickets. Do they not have marijuana in Toowoomba? <laughs> it wasn't that quite that sort of glow. It was like an electronic artificial glow. Anyway, uh, so she soon pointed out that I was actually standing behind my 10, soon to be 11 year old son. And she's like, ah, oh, so he's uh, protecting you, is he? I said, well, this is what we call the human shield. Okay. And uh, it's about time that he started giving something back to this uh, parent child relationship. So. In we went. We took a photo with Freddy Krueger. That was okay. I kind of expected He was quite friendly. Um, we walked into the... There's a 12 rooms in this thing, right? So, Say cheese, bitch. <laughs> so the first room, is, there's there's some dummies and, and, you know, stuff that's quite obviously fake and, and you know, that yep. going in, Standard you realise the whole thing's pretty fake, okay? But I soon forget a lot of those type points when my fear and of things takes over we walk in and uh, I just about get to the first through the first room, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty fucking boring." And um, I turn around and there's some guy in this white fucking ski mask that's come up behind me and not going to lie, a little bit of pee came out. Anyway, <laughs> we went through another couple of rooms that was all mainly fake stuff and a guy in a pretty shitty mask that was, that wasn't particularly scary. Anyway, <clears throat> as listeners of the show, long time listeners of the show would um, probably attest to not a big fan of clowns no of, of any description even friendly kids party clowns freak me out so we walk into this room and it has in fake blood written on the wall send in the clowns <laughs> and i was like trying to look for the area where i needed to exit that room very fucking quickly and as i did a clown came rushing out of another area and got right in my face very quickly <laughs> Did you punch it? No, no. I had very <laughs> clenched fists. I was, like holding, I was holding on to Jackson's shoulders just because I didn't want the kid to get lost. I was making oh, yeah. sure I was directing him through the room <laughs> as a good parent should. Um, so that it didn't go particularly well. I, I was like, I'm about halfway through and I want to exit now. We went into another room and uh, some other fucking, it's from a horror, not some horror movie. And uh, he comes out, and he probably got me there too, just quietly. There's a fire exit, and it's it, as uh, health and safety regulations would dictate, there's an exit sign above, and I was like, oh, fucking sweet, I can just get out here. And uh, the guy had to break character and point me like, dickhead, mm-hmm. you still got another five rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <clears throat> not not my greatest moment. I instantly regretted going in there, and uh, that regret only uh, grew. How was Jackson room. afterwards? Though? Did he enjoy himself? Did he enjoyed the it thrills? Was, or he was okay. He's. I said, um, "Got to tell you, mate, I wasn't <clears throat> a big fan of that." He's like, yeah, "I was a bit scared too, Dad, but he was he was all good. Nothing seems to phase that kid." Um, He's still well, playing footy. He is. For people who who follow with interest as he as he. Uh, Started with soccer and then eventually uh, graduated to real footy. He's uh, currently playing 5A. He plays in the halves for the Highfields Eagles under 11s. Um, I think they lost one or two games last year. They lost one game this year. Pretty high-quality side at this age. They're starting to play some real footy. and it's, It's probably Saturday morning football washes away some of the stress and all the rest of the week. So it's one of my favorite things to do is watch him play sport. And um, he plays for a good club and a good side, and he's well coached, so I'm pretty happy. 
Good. So, so as a father watching his son play football, <laughs> yes, he's at a good club with good amenities. Yes, yes. Um, no aspirations to coach him. <laughs> let, let's just say. I've coached him in the past, and I, so yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know, I know, I know, I know yeah. someone else was yeah, like this, that too. So this current, son in the past too. This current setup he's got, he's at a. You said it's a good club, uh, good staff. Yes, good, good amenities. Stuff. I've seen mm-hmm. the grounds, it's like spectacular grounds. This grass, it's that luscious. You think it's in four K high definition? <laughs> That's how good this grass is. If you're in a situation where you had the opportunity to coach him, however, you know. Instead of studs on their footy boots, they had to snap off the end of meth needles and sticky tape them on. Just to coach your son, would you bring him to to Meth Central? Take him to the yeah, yeah, like. Or would you go to to glorious four K grass? Which way would you go? Uh, this is father? not an allegory for anything a, else a, either. As a father, I'd take him to Meth Central for sure. Okay, because <laughs> that's where I belong. And therefore, that's where he belongs. Oh, when you're in analogies. <laughs> confirm, confirm Nathan Cleary to the Tigers. <laughs> and Jackson Blakely. <laughs> yeah, we had a, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing this guy's Twitter handle correctly. A uh, new, well, not a new listener, a new, a new tweeter though. Um, and I believe that you, the pronunciation of his Twitter handle would be Acuntio. <laughs> uh, finally got around to setting up a new Twitter account to follow Twill Nation, long-time follower of the pod and recent member. Just need to work out who to follow now. So uh, we put it out there and a lot of people were very forthcoming and welcoming. You know what I do love? His that, Twitter handle? Yeah. <laughs> well, he couldn't be the cuckio because I mean... <laughs> Look, for fucking smash that. You've got a blow to get a Coke Zero around here. Fuck. <laughs> Remember when that shit used to just be on tap? Shit's going to pot around here. Sorry. Coke Zero. Okay. <laughs> what are we on the Henny now? The Henny and the Cubans. Well, you know. And the fucking elbow patches. Just go and get the mirror out of there. <laughs> um... I did love the fact that there are still some lovely, naive people out there that when he said, I need to figure out who to follow, they started suggesting football teams to win. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's get into some new shit. Um, story saying that, uh, that Bennett has, uh, his relationship with Paul White has, has been, you know, fractured, terminated. Uh, they uh, potentially may see, seek to move him on at the end of this season. So not even having him around. Yeah, um, and the, the story I saw, th- the story I saw today, was that apparently it's a, not a regular thing, but maybe an annual thing. Paul White has a has a barbecue over at his place for the team, and uh, so Darius in advance uh, said, "Look, I'm not I'm not going to that." And instead, he rocks up to Wayne's place, and so Darius and Wayne are you know playing piss ponies or whatever they do in, the, in, in his backyard. And apparently, then the other players went to the the thing at Paul White's place, and uh, you know were social, and then apparently left in large groups and all lobbed up to Wayne's afterward. So it's like the player, Alex Glenn's was then quoted like, you know, like Wayne's got our back and we've got his back and, you know, shit like that. So, and then the other story I heard, I was listening to the, the Triple M uh, on the way to, on the way to uh, doing the school run the other morning. Oh, it's the, the Dobbo was, you know, supposedly in, you know, inside or, you know, for those guys, he's the one yeah. that lobs up to their, you know, Broncos, you know, practices at Red Hill and everything. And he was saying that apparently Paul White and his missus and, um, and Bennett and the Gilf attended the Celine Dion concert together last Thursday night. So, 
Well, clearly they hate each other. Whoever yeah. invited the other along Which, fucking yeah. hates them. The main thing I took out of that story was, oh, the gilf's on the scene still. I thought he broke up with the gilf, <laughs> but apparently not. He took it to Celine Dion. Is it the same gilf? Well, no, he's not Dale something, isn't it? That's a name. That was the one, right? I don't know. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the gilf. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, all we know at this stage is that they've chosen not to extend him. He was going to them yeah. with proposals. Yes. Uh, what a fucking fall from grace from Mr. I don't need a contract. To please, please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah. I've written a nice essay on why you should keep me. Um, but, you know, yeah. does it surprise anyone that Wayne Bennett's started to salt the earth? Is it, like, really? I mean, he's only done it at the last two clubs he's been yeah. at. <laughs> um, interesting thing here, Darius can't follow him. Yeah. And does Darius retire? If yeah, Bennett, well, if Bennett no. doesn't get another coaching gig. He's pretty fucking cooked. See, this is the thing though. He's he's got something ridiculous, like three years left on his deal, and it is heavily fucking back ended. As is, yeah, as Darius himself is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and so no one's going to pay nine hundred a season for Darius's hamstrings. And the Broncos aren't going to subsidise, you know, no, a deal massively. That's it. So, you know, Wayne doesn't have the negotiating power he once did. Whereas no. if I come, Darius has to, and you must find room for him. Yeah. Um, so Darius is there he'll see out his career at the Broncos whether they try to medically retire him or whatever I don't know what they'll do he's um, play for fucking Redcliffe or, or Ipswich um, but yeah well the, the obvious move here is that Wayne Bennett ends up at Penrith two years yeah the only problem there is I mean there's been some fucking spicy language in the past going on between Gus and Wayne as well I mean they, there's no love lost there and but Wayne would, Wayne would absolutely would be the ultimate litmus test of how far he's fallen from grace if he ends up working for Phil yeah he would I don't think he yeah. I don't think he would because he's <coughs> he's a cunt but he's also like a principled like Spiteful you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah 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 did you, did you hear his comments when somebody asked him that what did he say he said we had a good catch up last time when we spoke about the immortals oh. and how we see the game isn't miles apart from each other <laughs> and we've both got fairly similar ideas on how we think the game should be played yeah, I mean, I, he could he could go he could I end up at the back world. of the dragons too. I, though, I yeah. think there's a world where Gus Gould explains to Wayne that this is his. You look at all the teams across the NRL. This is your chance to go out with a bang and cement your legacy. What other team in the NRL at the moment can you take to a premiership within one to two years? No. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I, I dare say. I mean, he you know, he's been at the Dragons in the past, and I mean they're still pretty. They're still got a decent list as well. So, so he he goes back to where Ben Hunt is. No fucking oh. world is he going to the Dragons. I just feel it like the Dragons, you know, if it's not something that's like... Like, Penrith seems obvious, but there's, like, you know, the Gus roadblocks there. Penrith but, seems obvious because they don't have a coach. Yeah, okay. because, yeah, but, I mean, also the Dragons, I mean, have clearly got a side that can play so far in advance of every other team in the comp. Yeah, but I mean, they're not like, in the market for a coach, though. Sorry, just to... They, quick, may, they, uh, may, they may be with... Real Dad Bingo, I just sniffed. Yeah, the bleep... Surely bleep, that's on there. Believe me, there's a tweet there. Believe me, I had a tweet about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People don't forget. No, they, no. I, I guarantee. I guarantee you'll be reminded of shit that you forgot. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but um, look, I think you'll all, all, all enjoy, you know, the chaos at the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, look, the, the only actual fact at the moment is that they've said to Wayne Bennett they won't be renewing him, and he has a contract there next year. Yeah, that's right. So it is entirely yeah. feasible. That he just goes and works there next year. If he requests a release, they're not going yeah. to unwind that. It depends if, there, if there's if there's any truth to like you know the whole you know, the whole situation's going to be untenable. Then you know something will happen at the end of the year. But 
you know, the Broncos, or the, you know, what are they? They got Demetrius. Once they squat out they, got... they miss the finals in, in favour of the Tigers, there's no hope for Wayne Bennett to be coaching in next year for sure. This is the difference, though. Like in that situation where the Broncos are looking to move the coach on, yeah, it's very different to the Tigers situation. We just want to point we out. we have our coach for two years, you're right. I no, but I just you. want to point out to all these fucking absolute cum-guzzling jizz junkies <laughs> going on about saying that- We can say that on the show now, can we? Mate. Just, <laughs> you know, all these fucking dickheads I see going, the Tigers should make Ivan pay them out his contract. <laughs> That's not how it fucking works. You <laughs> did. That, that, if, I think I learnt that when if, I graduated from kindergarten. Yeah. That's not how contracts um, work. But yeah, this fucking coaching roundabout, everyone's in a good position at the moment. Gus tested the waters beautifully. Justin Pascoe absolutely butt fucked the Tigers by getting his little fucking peenie in a knot and trying to play in the big boy pool. Um. That's well, what the, when you listen to say, I disagree on that point. Is that, is that, that's what big boys do, is that they tie their well, peenies look, in the... Look, you know, I, I said this briefly too before the show. If Pasco had just kept his mouth shut, then Gus would have walked in there with power to negotiate and power to offer money. But instead, Pasco had to make his big fuss and say, no, we're putting our foot down, we're doing this, we're doing this. And so now Ivan's just had to come out and say, well... You know, I didn't actually ask for a release, and uh, Penrith didn't actually ask me to go there. We were just tossing some dates up. What you need to understand, mate, is that the Tigers have a three-year plan, okay? And a three-year <laughs> plan for the Tigers equals three years. So what Ivan does after the third year doesn't really – it's not going to turn into an eight-year plan like a, a five-year plan at Penrith. We, we operate with a, with a correctly functioning abacus at Campbelltown, and um, a three-year plan to put us in our rifle position – Nice. At, uh, <laughs> at uh, where we where we belong at the uh, the top of the precipice of the NRL, where we belong and where we'll stay for a long period of time, regardless of who's coaching us. I, and I think we've any shown, idea, any- if nothing else, since the year two thousand, I think we've shown that with strong coaching and uh, solid leadership, <laughs> it leads to prolonged periods of success. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even get it out without laughing. <laughs> was this was it last week or the week before? We said you you could have you could have gone into a coma in two thousand and five <laughs> and woken up last week. Yeah, Benji and Robbie are leading the Tigers tonight. <laughs> well, I would have to have gone into the coma in two thousand six. Yeah, but even, but even so, then then it, would, it wouldn't have meant as much because we would have been laughing, going, "Yeah, I know, it's funny they've been they're ninth every year." But you'd be like, "Wait, oh, damn, what a con! What a con!" Exactly. Any kind of five-year plan is actually ever worked. <coughs> That's why you need a three-year plan. Five years is too long. Turns in eight, apparently. I did say again. I saw a five-year plan. Des Hazel had a five-year plan. Got Manly Grand Final in year four. Yep. Won at 40 nil in year five. Hmm. So it can be done. Yeah. But not by Ivan. <laughs> and, and certainly not by Gus. Well, no. Ivan coached us in what? 14-15. And then he'll, he'll coach us again in... 20, 21, 22. So you're saying five years over a period of, say, 10 Eight years. counts. <laughs> no, it's one, of, it's one of those little millennial things with letters and numbers together. So it's the, the number five and then V-A-N. So it's a five-year plan. Oh, oh fuck. That's, that hashtag is going to happen in 2021 now, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and, uh, and it will not win the hashtag of the year. <laughs> 
<laughs> or I'll absolutely fucking Hutchins myself with fucking the biggest fucking. Up, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking upgrade. I won't even go Mars, bro. I'll fucking throw like a polywaffle in the freezer. Rain. <laughs> oh, ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, briefly, uh, LG has gone to Manly next year. And it's funny, like I said, like. <laughs> the when, slide continues. When they, when they dumped, when, they, when the, the Titans dumped him, I was like, well, fuck, he's, he's actually a great player. And he's obviously out of favour with those guys. And, you know, and so he's languishing in, you know, like fucking Burley or Tweed or wherever they send their guys. So fuck it. Why not? Do you know what your club is now? What's our club? A club that says LG's a great player, apparently. Your club are the guys that rummage through my front yard on council collection days. <laughs> At the moment, the way that the way that Ash the way that Ash they just, they just picked up a coffee table with two legs. <laughs> this will do. Put it this way: the way the way that the way that, uh, we'll the, way that Ash, the way that Ash Taylor has been playing ever since he uh, he he got uh, cucked and didn't get in the Origin yeah, side true. of the expensive DCE. Yeah. LG's, LG's looking like a fine, fine option, and uh, and we'll see how we'll see how they go compared yeah, yeah. to uh, Tyrone Roberts that they brought back from England. <laughs> he wasn't good enough to cut it in Australia, not even reserve grade. <coughs> so he's he's fucked off to England, mm-hmm. and then uh, they've they've brought him back as a as an emergency SOS to get homesick. Well, and uh, when you when you tell he's currently on cinder blocks. A two-legged coffee table with a couple of yellow pages on the other side <laughs> looks really good. How how far in distress are you if you're sending an SOS to Tyrone Roberts? Yeah, and and when when he um sort of like resigned, it was like it was sort of leaking out that it could have happened. Then it's like it happened. You should have seen the rejoicing from Titans fans on Twitter. They were like, it was like they'd fucking sign Andrew Johns or something like in his prime. He <laughs> come back. You must be close to the point where if you just hold your breath for like eight seconds, you put yourself out of your misery. But no, we're going to sign Tyrone Roberts. I'd just like to point out that this is the club that Anthony Don. Took a pay cut to, to stay at. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that just means obviously there's, there's there's there are the intangible benefits to being on the Gold Coast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what they are because I mean, like, as, they used uh, to give away free houses. As, well, Those yeah. days are gone. Son. As far as I, as far as I know, as far as I know, Anthony Don isn't a, isn't a fucking patched member of the Comancheros, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's not making that Heisenberg shit. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what else yes. they have to offer, um, because you know they had to st- they had to get off the good you know they had to get off the good stuff because fucking Carmichael fucked that up for him. So uh, yeah, next um, oh, and Barrett. It's funny like I said like Barrett this this thing like could could Barrett leave Manly? And then since I wrote that down this afternoon, it's actually yeah. like then it's like actually happening. So hang on, let me, I just got to prepare something first. This is something I prepared earlier. Because it'll go at the same time we're talking about. Song. I remember when we. No, it's to- actually it's a- an actual song. So we're gonna have it in the background. We talk about Trent Bat, <coughs> who couldn't fucking handle, couldn't couldn't handle. It was too tough. So rather than fucking uh, tough it out, be a man, fulfill his contract, he's actually uh, turning tail and running. I mean, Ivan Cleary, he could have done that at the Tigers. Chose not to. Shows man, the backbone. Man, man Stuck of character. Three year plan. Exactly. And, uh, well, this is the thing. Trevor Barrett never had a plan in the first place. So, I mean, he didn't have anything to really chain himself to. Let's His be only real. plan was to remain the most handsome man in rugby league. Yeah, well, to be fair, he, you know, he's, he's probably still up there. But <laughs> yeah. he's easily top five. But look, but look I've, I've said, I mean, I've been fairly consistent. You know, like, he's, you know, I've never said he wasn't a sexy man. I've never said he wasn't a fucking nice guy. I never mean, said he was a rugby league coach either. <laughs> Well, I've often said he isn't, and I feel vindicated. <laughs> um, today, like, I, 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 was saying, I was saying to the boys earlier, it's like, look, 
yeah, today's like one of the one of the top three days of my life right now. And uh, and like I've I've had I've had two children. We've been to the forty nil grand final. You know, first day first day got blown. Like there's a lot of things you can pick which ones go don't make the podium. But <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> this this is this get this medal. Play devil's advocate and throw a wedding day in there too, mate. But well, yeah, that yeah, yeah. might make top eight or so. I don't know. A podium, the podium, I mean, it's this fucking this millennial society. Everyone doesn't get a fucking a, podium for a reason. <laughs> everyone doesn't get a medal in this place. Wedding day, you get a participation award at best. No, we don't, we're not giving participation. <laughs> Look, fuck, fuck my wedding day with the forty nil grand final. Wedding day is his favourite event that involved a beaver. And when and when and when and when and when and and it was and, and it was it was October it was October fifth two thousand and eight. So it, and, and wedding day was October twenty fifth. So it wasn't even really the greatest thing in October two thousand. <laughs> um, the other, other news stories. Those were quick ones I jotted down. I know we're going to spend a lot of time just talking um, about um, other shit and, and wandering down memory lane and stuff. So I didn't want to clog it up too far with news. But uh, the only other news report I want is how warm you're going to be in that hoodie outside when you skip. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I got a camper trailer out there. It's got a battery and everything. I fucking, I could, I, I, I could, I could sustain. I can get a fridge and everything. It's fantastic. Um, I've already established that there's not a number low enough to register how uh, little I prepared for tonight, other than just putting my ass in this very creaky chair. Yep. So, uh, so, so tonight, the uh, this week, the the creaky chair is brought to you by uh, a real dad. Glenn's ass. And, <laughs> and so, when you are directing your blame. Um, well, you can't direct to his Twitter handle anymore because it doesn't fucking exist. So I guess just keep it to yourself. Okay, and recaps first game this week. Uh, Thursday night, we had the Cowboys 34 defeating the Broncos 30 up at 1300 Teeth Stadium, just under 19, or sorry, just under 20,000 people in attendance. The Cowboys 34 tries to Gellar Mosby, Tamalolo, Felt, Cooper, Hess, uh, Thurston, four or five conversions, a couple of penalty goals, and Kyle Felt with the fucking. Penalty goal from like what 55, 60 meters out. Fifty five out, yeah. Fucking tremendous. That was fantastic. I tell you, that that's that sort of shit just captures my imagination. Like, <laughs> like man could kick a ball. Oh well, that just like that test, that test match they had in Denver <coughs> was fantastic when they had the altitude and they had fucking like Widdop, you know, cracking them from you yeah. know like sixty meters that's or whatever. It, but I mean, up in Townsville where. The humidity and it's, it's the opposite of conditions. It's got a leg like a cannon. Just, just the fucking balls to go. Yeah, that's what we're gonna. That's the option we're gonna take here from this penalty. We're gonna, guys, fuck, we're gonna kick it from over halfway. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Broncos, they fucking had it. They had it. So I mean, they have to keep winning. Real. I mean, it looked like you know four weeks ago the top eight was done and dusted, and it was too. Oh, it was look, too far to for the anybody. uneducated Nathan. Perhaps you might have thought it was. I still think it's done and dusted. However, <laughs> as I said, <laughs> and I'll tell and I'll tell you why, <laughs> because it's gonna like you know life life gives gives you some great moments and then it takes them away. The final round this year, Manly's gonna beat the Broncos again like they did earlier this season, and that's gonna give that's finally gonna put the Broncos at a point where the Tigers can get into the eight. The only problem is Manly beat the Tigers a week before, so they're not gonna have the two points to get in there. <laughs> yeah, and look, this is a very interesting thing. It's probably a good time to raise that. If you look at Broncos and the Tigers, mm-hmm. 
their run home, they both play Souths. They both play Manly. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that the Tigers have the Dragons and Brisbane have the Roosters. That's right. So, so Tigers have got a guaranteed three victories. Well, arguably, you'd say that the Broncos have the harder run home. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos, they get they get Souths without Inglis and stuff at Suncorp. So that's... yeah. Probably more favourable than it would, you know, would be on, you know, like at first glance. That's it. But the, the Tigers, Tigers get the Dragons with Ben Hunt. <laughs> the Tigers have to make up two games, so you're two points behind, but you're four and against is all because four and against is terrible. So you need to actually get the actual. So, you, in you, so we, we, we win wins. all three. Yeah, unlikely. They lose two or three. We're good, golden. Yeah, that's what you. Well, that's that's exactly what you need. Yes. Plan, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the, you know, the the one positive you can take it on the Tigers have wrapped ninth up. They've wrapped it up with that win over the At Raiders. A bare minimum. With that win, with that win over the Raiders, they've wrapped up ninth. Like uh. <laughs> they won the nine premiership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see this Cowboys game. Yeah, amazing what can happen. Are you a fucking doctor? When you get look at this illegible fucking bullshit over here. I remember when I used to type stuff up professionally. Look at this. Yeah. Like someone threw up on a fucking page and scrawled around in it. Well, you, I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If the this this is a uh, made its way up. Penis. I don't know if this has made its way up to the Apple Store in Toowoomba yet. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you can write on your iPads now. <laughs> yeah, poorly by the looks. You go into the Apple Store in Toowoomba. Yeah. You see it or not? Do you want a Granny Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Smith, <the> big lady. <laughs> um, this shows you what happens when you get. Tom Alolo and Matt Scott and Jordan McLean actually doing what they're fucking supposed to do. The- and the goalposts and fucking the, the goalposts up in Townsville don't give a fuck about the Broncos. <laughs> um, and Tamari Martin had an absolute cracker of a game. The only oh, thing that when he dropped that knee onto Lodge's head, I mean, for women in the league round, fucking tremendous. If exactly. nothing, if nothing else, he should get a five year deal just for that act. Yep. Yep. Um, the crucial part of the game, though. And we're talking about how you know Darius is what he's got three. You don't have many more years mm-hmm. on the Broncos. You watch that last fucking play when Thurston put the kick up. Do you see where Darius was? Yep, in the, the in the line the on the other side of the post. Yeah, in the line, in in the line yeah. on the when Thurston's going to be taking a kick for the fucking for all the bickies, and he was yeah. n- nowhere to fucking be seen. Here's the thing: the the Broncos they did pioneer that you know that style of all of a sudden we've got an extra man with Darius being up there all the time. Yeah, Even before Darius's yeah, time, yeah. but probably not, not probably not late in the set. Ten meters out when it's all on the line, yeah. and you know that Thurston's going to you know do something. And like that's that. the issue. Yep. You talk about halves, and all of a sudden you see half that forgets it's the fifth. Mm. You know, um, Darius should be better than that. Is it some confusion? He's been swapped around with Osako a couple of times last week. Come on, he's did been he forget around. his fullback? It was only last week you were talking about people being professional fucking athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can play your entire career in one position and then in six weeks forget entirely that what, you ever played that position. what's required to play that position. <laughs> maybe Dar- maybe it's Darius. Maybe Darius know. got wind of Wayne leaving and he's trying to do everything in his power to appeal to Wayne like his natural son. <laughs> <laughs> Can't support that statement. <laughs> you should hear what I said about Tim Manor a couple of weeks ago. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah, he fucking went there. But the other, the highlight of this game for me was Tom Malolo, yeah, outpacing Milford from a standing start. Yeah, yeah. When, when he come up, 
and turned and spun. Actually, I mean, because you would you would and expect someone like Tom Lola to have the fucking turning circle of the Queen Mary. Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's amazing what 20 bucks of Maccas a fucking day can do to, to a once nimble fucking player. Yes. Um, the thing is, again, once again, when the shit, when shit got real... Milford was not the least bit interested in fucking, like, trying to, you know, manage the game or, you know, this lack of fucking kicking game. Do you remember when there was a time in Anthony Milford's career when there was a game, albeit he was wearing a different coloured jersey in those days, Mm -hmm. but a game was on the line and it didn't matter who they were playing, all they had to do was, for a period of of his time there at the Raiders, all they had to do was Mm -hmm. give him the ball Mm -hmm. and the Raiders won. Yep. Yeah, and now he's like, he, now I mean, it's, it, and this has been happening for like fucking two years now, mm-hmm. where he will he will defer, you know, like someone like Kahu has had to take the field goal because <laughs> he won't even take a shot at goal and goal field goal and goal and point. Like he just he's yeah. not fucking interested in doing the you know, putting his hand up to do the hard thing at the at the hard time. But it's not even all Milford in that team. Funnily enough, Roberts. Yeah, and. And he's not even doing it with with really you know grift or hard work. He's doing intercept tries or you know. That's the only time you see that speed stuff. anymore. Is like you know, with an intercept. And I mean, um, I mean, you, you forget how fast he is. Well, that's what broke but, the Cowboys initially. They had yeah. all the momentum. Yeah, they put on a lot of points, and then that Roberts intercept try just absolutely dusted them. Yep. And he's got it in his game. He knows he's quick. He'll look for the intercept. He's, he's good at placing himself. He's like a poor man's Ryan Girdler. Um, <laughs> but the only other person. Who he's comes. like a fa- he's like a he's like a fast a fast man's Luke Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he scored those. <laughs> he got cut. He got cut down 80, after eighty meters a couple of times too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> after he died because he's one hundred and forty-seven years old. Um, the only other person that looks remotely interested in leading that team is Pangai. Yep. Who, by the way, will be coming to Penrith when when Wayne, Wayne does. Them. Yeah. But <laughs> so no you're convinced either. you're getting Wayne now. You've talked yourself into it. Yes, in anyway, the, thirty-three he, minutes. He wants it. He wants it too. Yeah, always rated Wayne better. <laughs> Never bad word to say about him. <laughs> um, oh wow! The aura is back. The, the thigh day. You know, thigh day had no interest in leading that team. Yeah, my thigh day's done. has got no interest in leading that team. Yeah. You know, where where are these these supposedly senior players? Yeah. You can be a senior player, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a leader. And I think that's what they're that's what they're missing greatly. Yep. Cullick was probably the closest thing that comes to it, and he's he's way off his game. He's way off this season, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> who uh, who plays in the heart? Obviously, Morgan and Martin are the halves for the future for the Cowboys. Moving forward next year, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Morgan goes to seven and probably resurrects his 2017 form. No, I reckon Morgan will stay at six. Tomorrow will do what he's fucking told, really, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I guess during his development at the Tigers, Martin was always always a six. He's never really been that organising type, which they're going to cry out for. Yeah, it was just a number on a jersey a lot of times these days anyway. It doesn't really matter. If the under-11 season at the Highfields Eagles has shown me anything this year, Nathan. They don't wear bibs in first grade. <laughs> they don't put a bib on the seven in first Is grade. That, you need someone out there being an organising motherfucker. <laughs> so are you suggesting you get Tamari's dad to walk up and down the sideline <laughs> and tell him what to do? Whatever works. Whatever works. He's going to be a desperate side next year, the Cowboys. So. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, where are we? Levius, King Levius. Tamari Martin's dropping knees into Matt Lodge's head while Mirren's is dropping every second ball past him. If I was Sally, I'd know who I would have chosen to. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, mate, Ed Cancel Creeper. Get that up, you, you maroon and yellow donkeys. I take great pleasure in knowing JT's last Queensland derby saw you lot get smacked around a bit. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Longy. Has Sam passed on his can of Soul Glow to the jet? I hadn't. I honestly, I didn't. <coughs> I didn't notice that uh, that that uh, the jet was looking to Randy Randy Watson. But uh, Jackson's a big fan of Jimmy the Jet. Yeah. I'm just the biggest knock I've had on. He's not a guy that goes looking for the ball. Yeah, and why the Broncos jet, aren't yeah. a side that gives the ball in great frequency to their fastest player on the field. I just think that yeah, why sort is, of it, holds well, is, it, is he just is he a fan just because of his speed? Because I mean, he's not a, he's not like particularly like he's not a role model in defending or life or, or, or really or life <laughs> or, or or anything really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he gets um, the, he gets the ball in open space and he looks fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's I it. think it's it's just the the speed and is is what I mean. How, he doesn't really create that for himself. Does a kid hate Patrick Swayze? Is this going to be another movie reference? Because you've lost me already. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say it, but I, I, just, I, just, I, together I, self, <laughs> I self-censored myself. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, he's, it's going to take five minutes to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're inviting me to do some pottery together, I think I've lost a reference. Okay. Oh, Basically, are you, are you pulling up lookalike? Or? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So you, put, so you keep talking. Google's debating the Biddles, f- yeah. furiously. The Biddles won. Uh, Tamari Martin, Ning, Matt Lodge in the head. My night is complete. That's, that's Hashtag another, fuckhead lodge. Ghost. <laughs> Not bad, right? I got it. Strong I'll resemblance. It Strong resemblance. The Warriors 20 <coughs> defeat the Knights 4 at Mount Smart in front of a crowd of just under 14,500. The Warriors 20 tries to Blair, Fusatua, and Blake Green. Johnson 3 of 3 conversions and a penalty goal. The Knights a solitary try to Ken Co. Not a bad first try. Good individual effort. Yeah. He had no right to score that try at all from where he was on the field. Yeah, I reeled out. I'll give you the uh, the old sports, mate. Run the stat attack. These are good stats. The only stat is how fucking awesome did Blake Green look at his fucking palm cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. Such a, such a good player. Mm. He really is. It's amazing what's coming out of him since he's been playing in a, in a reasonable football side. Mm. Don't you agree? Well, exactly. Yeah. Once he got back from once he got back from fucking you know England or wherever, we got out of the storm and went to Manly. I mean, he's just tremendous. He's been tremendous ever since. That's it. When when he doesn't have the majority of his teammates with a surname that sounds like a rare form of leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> from the Ken Co try, the the Warriors really just seem to put it in cruise control. And and if there's one thing I think Stephen Kearney's done well with them this year, he, he's turned that old okay, we'll throw the ball around and throw the ball around and throw the ball around, and he's focused it a little bit more. Well, it's just the forwards, yeah. have, to do the, the forwards just have to do their job first before they, they actually earn the right to do that shit now. Exactly. You know? And when the second phase comes, it's directed. Yep. You know, there's not just wild offloads thrown everywhere. There's a plan. You can see him actually look and see, okay, if I pop this ball up, there's three of us and none of them. Yep. Okay, good, or no, I'll hold it back. Yep. So they're starting to be smarter about how they do it. Um, the- I think sorry to cut you off. No, go for it. I think the big um, big difference for the Warriors, and and you probably saw the beginning of it with with Ryan Hoffman's time at the club. But you know these guys like Blair and and Tohu Harris and and Blake Green with that bit of 
I don't know, that Melbourne Storm, I hate to say it, but that little bit of grit and, and professionalism mm-hmm. that they brought to the side, having those guys as a, you know, having poor old Ryan Hoffman there on his own did something, but... You know, now you've got a yeah. A, but he was he was pretty fucking he was pretty fucking bad though. I mean, like, he might he might have brought something to he might have brought something to the training paddock or some was, sort of methodology. Yeah, I, but on the field, he was fucking high. I had last a year. big fucking rant because Sean Johnson gave an interview. Now, in my opinion, Sean Johnson is the biggest waste of rugby league talent in the history of the game. What he what he could have become call. what he could have become yeah. if he'd have moved on from the Warriors and gotten out of his comfort zone and played under a Bellamy or a decent coach or. You know, for for a decent club. So he's a Kiwi, Greg Alexander. <laughs> You're right. I agree with you. No, please continue. He hasn't won premierships or you know, <laughs> gone on to be on the board of the richest sporting organisation hey, in the Southern if, Hemisphere. If Sean Johnson had a, a, a Roy Simmons to attach himself to, then I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> and he'd win premierships too. <sighs> please continue. Oh, he's lost the track. He's- <laughs> He's just so disgusted he's lost his trade of thought. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, no, the but, point, the, the but point was... Johnson being yep. so amazed at these things Ryan Hoffman taught them. Like how to manage your diet properly. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Sean Johnson gave an interview where he said that Ryan Hoffman gave them so much new information on how to plan meals properly. What the fuck has that organisation been doing for the last I fucking no 20 years? no fucking idea. There's a lot of eggs being cooked. <laughs> So Stacey Jones is just like, I bought you all the beautiful feet of seafood, bro. <laughs> fucking and we know Charlie Gubb's lobster thing was actual fucking lobsters. <laughs> um, yeah, but the- Ryan, Ryan Hoffman shows we could eat more than more than crayfish. <laughs> fucking- We're breaking out the accents. This really is a trip down memory lane. <laughs> What a shame that Gareth Ellis isn't playing to the right. <laughs> Maybe you can give us a Sam Burgess later on. <laughs> Is that where I hit you high or what? <laughs> Get suspended for eight weeks? Or? It's, where you, it's where, you, where you drop Jay's phone. <laughs> I don't see any meaningful stats here, really. It's where it's where he yells, are you entertained? And you drop to your knees. <laughs> so good. Mm. Um, Where to for the Knights? Like they had South. a lot of promise. <laughs> they had a lot of promise at certain points this year, but yeah. I, do, I don't want. Ultimately, to, it's amounted to. I wanted to know, say this much for, more than what they've done in the last several. I wanted to say this for three weeks, but I've noticed looking at the ladder that the Knights are only uh, inferior for and against in one and one game in front of Manly on the table. And in this season, for a Knights supporter, it's been oh my god, best season ever. <laughs> for Manly fans, it's been like. This is the worst fucking season ever. Sack the coach. This is fucking bullshit. It's unacceptable. And yet, come come the come the, the full time on the final round, we can we may finish ahead of them on the table. <laughs> Look, I'm going I'm to step in here for the, the poor downtrodden Novacastrians. Oh my god! They don't need your they don't need your sympathy. They fucking they they uh, they, they they cover they covered up Mark Hughes's crimes, <laughs> Danny Badaris's crimes. He's Kurt like Gidley's some, crimes. He's curry munching white knight. Here we go. Enlightenment. Well, in, instead of big fucking corporate manly coming in and taking the fucking steel jobs out of the region, <laughs> what you need How many to understand. People on the northern beaches have steel jobs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Glenn. Believe me, they don't want to work that fucking. They don't, they don't want those jobs. No. They're funneling them offshore oh, right. to, their, to their Cayman Island Tony Abbott fucking church funds. 
Their white collars are exactly. actually powder coated steel. <laughs> Praying the gay away, manly way. <laughs> but Newcastle, look at where they were last year. Yeah. It's not you, far from where they are now. <laughs> you can't say that there hasn't been massive improvement For, there. Well, this, this is the thing. I would agree I would agree to a point. However, that massive improvement has, has culminated to a, an aggregate gain of four competition points on the ladder from last year. And some things have remained the same not, as last and, year too. Not, and, the Tigers. And that's not to say that's not to say that they have they've scored they've got two more wins this year than they got last mm. year. I'm just saying that's how far they are off the bottom of the table. Yeah no, I know that. So But you look at the fact that their major signing was injured for the majority of the year. You look at the maybe fact Maybe they shouldn't that, have put him in the mine. All I'm hearing now is somebody <laughs> who's desperately trying to hold on to their club's relevance. When they know that there's just nothing to look forward to, you're basically a Sharks fan at this point. Well, no, what what it is is basically, I know a lot of Newcastle fans, and 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 old mate Cattle Dog Blue on Twitter, <laughs> almost every week sends me a table like with night circled and a manly circled, and I just think it'd be just fucking so amazing to see the end of the season. I, 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 even if it happened in the last round, wouldn't matter. Just to fucking uh, just to send that uh, that yeah. screen cap to him, yeah. be wonderful. The Highfields, Highfields Eagles uh, under 11s played uh, the Oakey Bears. On oh, Saturday. grudge match that one! And uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and a, I just saw some Hatfield and McCoy's shit right it's there. It's a fucking long way. Like if you went to the ends of the earth and took two more steps, you'd end up in Oakey. And that's a long way to plan your your uh, return to rugby league greatness for the Bears. It just, it's only probably, what, two seasons away? Maybe. Maybe it might happen next year now that they've got no coach. The Bears. Oh, okay. So the Oakey Bears, you're saying the North Sydney Bears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I was having trouble picking up the metaphor for a while there. <laughs> well, the North Sydney Bears are no longer Nathan. Well, they, yeah, well, it was fucking great. Pissed on the rug and everything. It was great. <laughs> it's a pretty sensitive topic. They have to live. <laughs> there's, actually, there's actually some Bears fans. That are now manly fans. Are you really? Yeah. And we've we've got to be sensitive to their feelings. Oh, I'm sure this is a sensitive I've, show. I've, I've gathered and, that. And, and I, yeah, and and I and Isn't I, I dis- guzzling. And I di- and I disagree. <laughs> Jizz junkie. I, I, I disagree entirely because I feel like that if well, this is you could put yourself in the shoes. So you're the you're the magpies. I mean, and let's face it, the Maggies aren't dead, but they did get kind of fucking ill worried in the merger. They got they got they got a little bit fucking ill white. But can you imagine if instead that Balmain like just fucking killed them off entirely. So there was there was no more white. There was zero white on the jerseys, okay? And bag more white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never forget. And <laughs> so they've killed off entirely. You the Maggies? The West Tigers exist for say two years. Balmain kills off the West the, the West Magpies and it's, they, they they proceed to go forward as Balmain Tigers. Where are you? On game day, who are you supporting? Penrith. That's my my man. That's it. That's it. It's common sense. Man of principles. That's it. The, the choices you you would have had two choices, right? One, flick the f- not fucking support the NRL anymore, or find a team not Balmain. Yeah. Admittedly, you do have like you know it's like slim ties to Penrith as well. Like so, it's kind of not a it's not a world way for you to jump that way was, anyway. But I was born in Penrith. Yeah. I don't know if that's a slim tie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's you, ne- you never supported them or anything like no, that. No, I mean, you know. we've got we've gone. Jeez, very, no, I've only got two clubs, mate. We've gone very quickly three. from you <laughs> having morals to establishing that you are a club and state trader. 
So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, go back to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, geez, we should probably touch on Origins at some stage too. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Where are we? Oh no, we'll give Alpha Alpha Ben RL. Every time I watch I watch the Warriors, I replace Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with Solomon Akata and sing the song. That's another movie reference I don't get. That's an old one. You sure you didn't watch that when you were a kid? Oh probably. I'm not gonna sing the theme song to Chitty 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 Bang Bang and you know Solomon Akata, Solomon Akata. Yep. Yeah. Tigers in decline. I don't know what the fucking looks are. <laughs> uh, Sydney Roosters 18 defeats the Rabbitohs 14. Good crowd, just over 26,000 at ANZ. The uh, Roosters 18 tries to Tedesco and Manu. Latrell with two conversions, three penalty goals, defeating the Rabbits, who, uh, what did they get? Try the Reynolds and Hunt. Uh, Reynolds, one of two conversions and two penalty goals. Yeah, tough one to. Uh to lose Johnson so early for the bunnies, mm-hmm. you know, especially the number one major reshuffle and throws you night into a bit of disarray. And this one probably wasn't the quality of, of what we saw the week before with, yeah. with the storm, but still what you'd expect of a contest at that end of the table. It was a tough contest, uh, but I found crowd? it to be an, uh, just 26 and a half or something. 26, three, three, one. Mm. Befitting of the fiercest rivalry in rugby league, apparently. Well, you know, that's what they like to have you believe. The love Twitter accounts trying to, yeah. Hashtag love to hate. Yeah, forever in our shadow and blow, you know, and rust, you know, the book of feuds and all that bullshit they carry on with. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the, the Roosters just did a good job of negating South strengths. Yeah. They really controlled their middle third of the field. They took Damien Cook's running game out of the equation. And, unfortunately, that, that one thing that the South forwards had to do, which was not fucking drop the ball. It was just one of those weeks. They- Tails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that has been the secret. One of the secrets of their success this year is um, the Burgess, the, the Burgess brothers, keep holding the fucking ball, and they don't fight, and they don't fight for ten meters of yards after contact. They just fucking, yeah. they just drop and get to play the ball, and it's it, like Seabold in such a short time has turned them into, you know, like it turned those guys around, you know, removed like blocker plays and all that sort of mm. shit. Like, but the fundamental thing is if the bird eye drop the ball yeah you're fucked because there's three of them and and that's the other Souths have no plan B mm. you see them when when they're when they're not really controlling and getting that speed in the play of the ball they'll still try for their third tackle shifts they still have a very patchwork back line too yeah, at the moment. So it's not going to be that's not going to be the one that they go into the finals not with most probably no. you know pending any uh, injuries that we you know Unforeseen injury. Who was the last side whose whose game plan was so heavily dependent upon the hooker? You could say Melbourne, but Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Because they live or die by Cook. Yeah, they do. Yeah. At, their, at, at their, to to be the best that they can be, they're yeah. all dependent on him. They've got other quality assets, but the the whole Mel- it all flows from him. You'd almost go back to Badiris at Newcastle, mm. and that was you know let's let's agree that Cameron Smith isn't the traditional number nine. Mm. Yeah, and you know well, tough to play number nine and referee at the same time. Yeah, look at well, that. You, well, you've been away, but you still you still got your fucking finger on the pulse. <laughs> you could go back. I know it's time his son. You know, <laughs> Royce Simmons, the most important number nine in the history of the game. Fuck's sake. <laughs> He's not usually like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. 
he's just he's just showing off in front of the fucking real dad. <laughs> so I'm not impressed. Somebody brought brandy into the equation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's true. So I'll, I'll put my club greats up against yours any day of the week. Well, I mean, yeah. To, to be well, fair, Alan, Alan Fowler. To, to be to be fair, I do. Mike drop. I don't, I, I don't. I don't remember Robbie ever. You know, getting spectacular. You know, just spectacular fucking tries in his last game that should have been fucking years ago. Well, to, to, to be fair, he was sitting on the scoreboard at the time. <laughs> um, let's get through some tweets. Let's get through these games. Uh, Lynn Shields. Hmm. People are touting this as a possible grand final. No way. Not on that basis. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Ben RL. What's that old bitch doing now? <laughs> Not winning tipping. <laughs> yeah, she won, she won the tipping cup last year. This year, I don't think she's even in the top 100. <laughs> At that age, it's tough to just stay alive, let alone win tipping comps. <laughs> Alpha Ben RL and Breathe, our great effort, but the Roosters just pipped it. Couldn't call it till the final seconds, but wow, what a game. Manu looked like he was having a stroke when he scored. It's amazing the perception of, like, you know, like a, depending on who people support and how the tweets go. Twill Magician, always hate to lose to the Chooks, but... Storm beats Roosters, Rabbits beat Storm, Roosters beat Rabbits. I fucking love league, best sport. That's it. Yeah, the magician is coming down to Sydney for the fucking grand final meetup this year. He has messaged me. Yeah? All right, then. You're on notice. The Panthers, 17. <laughs> Defeat the Titans, 16. At Hope Solo Coliseum. In front of a crowd of uh, just over 11,000. The uh, Panthers tries to Blake Cleary and DWZ. Cleary... Two of three conversions and a field goal. <coughs> the Titans, 16, tries to James, Sammy, and Don. Ash Taylor, one of two conversions, and Kane LG, 100%. Auditioning for the kicking roll next year, the Mighty Manly Seagulls. So, again, this one was <laughs> fucking hilarious because not only were Penrith offering nothing on the last play until Jared Wallace decided to fucking blast himself had to fucking hold the line for one play one play and he's like oh, no, I'm just going to blast out of the line and just leave a gaping fucking hole for, yeah. for shit to start happening this is what happens and, um, when you make people that should never be origin players origin players yeah you're not a fan no. you feel like you're going to cost your team the origin as well Oh, I don't think he should have been there in the first place. So anything that happened, he's, play, he's, he's, he's played good. pretty well in the balance of things this season, really. Hmm. I think. Is he in your top, like a bit harsh. In your top dozen props in the game. Yeah. The interesting thing here, I, I went into this one really hoping that you know my my perfect world scenario, the Panthers would come out and really make a statement, almost like they did. In oh, that, they did that and- game they played against the Cowboys. Yeah, well, they made the, um, the statement they made yeah. was that Seraldo ball looks exactly the same as fucking Griffin ball. That's it. The issue was, this one was a little bit different. There was just no fucking, it, it was like the bird's eye on steroids. Yeah. There was just no respect for the ball. And there was absolutely no smarts about where on the field they were trying this bullshit out. Fucking wrap around trying to put Trent Merrin through a hole. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know? Everyone goes off to college and experiments. <laughs> but do, do it 20 metres out. Yeah. You know? Don't do it 10 from your own fucking try line <laughs> when the dumb cunt's going to knock the ball on. Yeah. It, it really was just an absolute comedy of errors. I was at the game. Yeah. Um, and it never felt at all like there was any sort of continuity for either side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Titans were 
were really just sort of plodding along, and then Penrith would hand them shit on a fucking platter, and they'd waltz on in. Uh, Every week I seem to ask you, like, you know, but, you know, <coughs> you're still winning. <laughs> you got two points. Yeah. And, and I will continue to rail against that, mm. this whole, oh, well, the good teams just find a way to win regardless. Yeah, no, that's not the case. What happens that's if you, bad keep, if you find keep doing it until you win the comp, though? Yeah, if we do that, fantastic. You'd take a fucking comp any day of the week. But what I'm saying is, the three teams we've done it against are the fucking Titans, the Raiders... And the Raiders especially known for it. <laughs> like, And the fucking biggest piece of shit, absolute fucking... Form team in the comp. Win streak. <laughs> <laughs> Making a late run for the eight. I love, I love that this bullshit continues. I may have dead set. Look, like it, it, a corpse. You, you <laughs> got a corpse of a rugby league team. you got to let it continue, especially when they're fullback. Looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of Total Recall when his space helmet's popped and his fucking eyes are being sucked Mate, out of his head. I'm, I'm with you every step of the way. I love you like a brother, but this is you, you've got to stop with the fucking movie I references. I, I, I don't know if this is deliberate or not, but this has been more movie references in this episode than, than every other fucking episode combined that you've been in. I, I, I really can't support this. <laughs> Cause, mainly because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Manly's fullback looks like Bryce Cartwright's checking his prostate. Gotcha. With coding. Now, there's a reference I can get behind. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, there's absolutely no pressure being built. The, the forwards look disinterested. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it's taken Maloney getting a fucking serious injury for them to look at him and go, well, hang on, he's actually doing more harm to himself than good. Yeah. You know? um, that, that fucking guy, after the game... He, there was him and, yeah, not, I spoke a lot about what they did on the field, but Trent Merrin and James Maloney walked the entire fucking outside of Hope Solo yep. to make sure <clears throat> they saw every kid that was there, shook every hand, spoke to absolutely everybody. Fuck me, two professional and- athletes walk 300 metres, make them saints. Fucking Jesus Christ! How do they get? The, how, <laughs> how did they? How did they possibly conjure that up? What kind of specialist training did they do to get through that fucking endurance well, I was, ordeal? I was actually trying to suggest that that makes the rest of them worse, and especially since Maloney was the one that did a medial in his knee in the second half, and that is fucking painful. <laughs> it doesn't mean it. So it's what people from Penrith do, son. It's You've it's forgotten. about it's about when teams have you know. Heart and even when things hurt, mm. they get out there and they just go the little bit extra for their fans and their coach. It's, who's no longer there? No, Sorrell's there. <laughs> I said coach. <laughs> 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 who's a bit, who's a more pure footballer, James Maloney or Tyrone PG? I mean, pure footballer. Just if you were, had to pick an like a footballer on based on. James Pure skill. James Maloney. Any day of the week. I'd agree. Mm. But fuck Peachy. I just... I don't even know what position he's actually played as a kid or what position... He doesn't... He's not a prototypical body type for any position on the field, but he can play pretty well every position on the field. We've had this discussion a lot Mm. on the show. He comes up often. Yeah. Peachy's the guy, you know, you get that feeling you need to have him in your club, but where and at the expense of who? Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's what I think the pitfall with him going to the Titans is that the Titans are he's for the Titans he's a big yeah. name signing and they yep. want to have him and they're going to have him in a spot every yeah. week and I don't know if that suits him. You know, look, he and that and I rate the I rate the guy as get, a player. But... He's getting a lot better. Like his position. The thing is, this this year it seemed like after he'd signed to leave, that's when he started coming into his own too. That's it. Because uh, I mean, like you you were happy at the time. You you were happy. Like you didn't. Well, you weren't happy to see him go, but like you were happy for him to him to go because yeah, 100%. yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you had the choice, you know, you wouldn't have. You if I had, to, let if him I had go. to lose Peachy or Blake, I yeah. choose Peachy. If I have to lose Peachy or Cleary, I choose Peachy. Yeah. If I have to lose Peachy or Farah, I choose Peachy. Yeah. yeah. It's. Um, if you had to lose Peachy or Brandy Alexander, you'd pick Brandy Alexander. What do you mean? Because he means more to the club. He's been a better player for the club. Peachy has. Than Brandy. Mm. Based on my recollection of his Penrith Panthers history, which is quite good. I was born in Penrith, by the way. <laughs> now, Brandy Alexander's been a much better player for the club than Tyrone Peachy. Oh, look, it's perceptions of individual thing, isn't it? You, you are the conversation what his <laughs> brother is to drive him. <laughs> It is an appalling statement. <laughs> I've been waiting. For, I've been just trying to think of a way to introduce that. <laughs> I was racking my brain. I was like, "Really? Apparently, we go there now." So, yeah, oh, mate, so. honestly, there's yeah, there's been there's been worse in the last month. I know. Like, <laughs> uh, MKH comics that are just what stepdad wanted. Another cruisy win with no drama or last minute heroics required by the ever consistent Panthers. Uh, Levius, Penrith Panthers are the fucking bizarro Canberra Raiders. They are. Hashtag 10-minute team. Moving along, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 18, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 6, at, uh, what was it called? Kansas Tits. Stadium. We've got a crowd just up to 8,000. Didn't, didn't we decide to go with Angelina Jolie Park? Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Melly's AD had double to Tommy Turbo and Fanor Blake, another fucking delight for women in league round. And we had a try to Matt Lodge, we had a try to Adam Fanor Blake as well. Um, the system works. Surely uh, they could just be ruled out with injury before the game. Surely. <laughs> exactly, just rested for you know, rested for the fucking assault on the eight. Cherry <laughs> uh, Evans with a conversion and a couple of penalty goals. The doggy six tries to uh, Remus Smith and Reese Martin with one conversion. The main recollection I have of this game, apart from Trent Hawkinson being fucking terrible, was that the second half, I mean, like, this game, unfortunately, was awarded the fucking gun commentary team of, like, fucking Blocker and whichever motherfuckers they had. I can't remember. Who's the other dumb motherfucker that they had with it? Was it Braith? I can't remember. No, Gaznia. I'm telling you, man. The, literally, the only games where I listen to the commentary... And manly games because that's how that, I mean, I actually listen, like, yeah, fully invested in those games. And, and nearly every other game... I've, I have it on. I have it on mute, so I don't see it often. But unfortunately, on this occasion, the game got allocated blocker. But even with the absolute fucking potato lack of brain he has, my favourite thing in this game was the commentary in the second half. From about the first minute of the second half, the entire thrust of the commentary for the entire forty minutes was, well, at least the Bulldogs are trying. <laughs> They're trying hard. <laughs> Such That's was the story of 2018. Such, such was like, such was like just the 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 way the the game management where they had nothing. It was just fucking repeat set after repeat set after repeat set. The Bulldogs had the ball down like in the other twenty, probably 
three times in the entire half, if that. And uh, and it was just like the ball was the, the game was played between the Bulldogs trial line and and the forty meter line, just constantly nonstop. And so it's like, oh, they've been brave. They're uh, they're trying hard. So brave. So, <laughs> anyway, so, brave. so um, it was it was it was actually good to see like a very controlled performance. Cherry Evans once again since Origin, he just come into his own. And uh, you know, obviously proving that he is, uh, you know, is it, does that sound like a good thing to you? <laughs> Just it's come, coming into his own what? <laughs> he, has his come, end or? he has he has come into his own. I understand we're sitting a little bit further away than usual, yeah. <laughs> but I, so I, the voice doesn't carry. But uh, no, he has come into his own, as the phrase goes. And yeah, um, but into his own what? Into his own, uh, into his own ten million dollar pay packet, <laughs> and uh, and and dipped around in there, and then the, the, with the bills sticking to his fingers, and gone. I'm earning this at last. I'm finally earning it. <laughs> These ten dollars that I've got it stuck to my fingers, I've earned that. You can look at it and go, "Well, fuck! I'm not, I'm not thieving a fucking living anymore. <laughs> actually, I've, uh, I've saved Queensland from disgrace, and uh, and now I'm playing like the fucking greatest halfback in the game, like I should be, and." Uh, yeah, and it's that's that's pleasing. Also, the doggies have been fucking like pretty pretty good lately. Like, I mean, they put a fucking cane. They they, they fucking slapped the fuck out of the Tigers. They fucking bitch slapped the Broncos. That's not how I recall it, Nathan. To be quite honest, I think the Bulldogs were very brave that night. And I think uh, <laughs> how brave? So brave, so so brave. Jared. Ding. <laughs> so surely someone's got it by now. <laughs> It's a real missed opportunity. We really should have had got had made those cards up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I don't have much else to say about this game, really. I mean, it didn't really reach any great heights. Let's be real. What was the, the story game involved mainly? What was it? Well, the doggies, more importantly. But what was, what was the deal with Lewis? Why didn't they put? Him, what, what was? Why was he dropped? Like he was named on the Tuesday. He was. I, I thought it was a warm up injury. Was it? Yeah, because I, I didn't hear that. I mean, I didn't think it was a dropping, like oh, it was okay. in a form dropping or a disciplinary dropping. Nephew, no immortal needs to play so. against Manly because the second, because the, se- the second he's the second he was dropped, you go, oh fucking okay. There's all that newfound creativity and fucking vigor that the dogs have been displaying. Like, that's the end of that. Yeah. Now it's back to the fucking frawly, <laughs> the frawly show. Or it could, you know, just be like the thing where he, he came in, he you know fulfilled his purpose, he re- avenged. Uncle Wally. Yeah, that's true. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just fucking sunsetted it. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get the tweets here. GT351 underscore Johns. Very poor from Manly considering the side they have. Uh, Trajobby cockies, Tapau, <laughs> Walker, Giraffe Neck Gobbler, home ground advantage and yet struggled to beat a rudderless dog side that looked like a ship lost at sea. I don't think it was a struggle. I mean, like, there was How did you decipher that? If I remember correctly, that guy's he's, tweets oh. look like an upturned Scrabble board. There's that many words spelled incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're pretty good. I do, I do, I do like this Trajobby tri- tri- cocky, so. <laughs> T-R-O-B-J-O-B-I-C-O-C-K-I-E-S. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like he's always, he's always tweeting after fucking, about, after, after entire fucking lamb on the spit and three bottles of Uzo. <laughs> five, five litres of Uzo. Yeah. Uh, the Paramount Eels 40 defeated the Dragons 4 at ANZ, crowd of just over 10,500. The Eels had a hat trick to Jared Hayne. He's not a winger, though. <laughs> As good centres do. Mitchell Moses, George Jennings, Clint Gutherson, and Vave with tries. Moses, six of seven conversions. The Dragons, four. A single try to Lucky Leilua. And that's it. Just on hat-tricks. Yes. You still <coughs> upgrade the domain for... I think I, I think I might have let it lapse when you retired. 
What would have been you know, there was a the missed fucking opportunity there was if he had got a hat trick for South in the grand final in twenty fourteen that would have been the shit that's the way it should have ended yeah but, uh, but alas he never did give us that elusive hat trick never yeah. uh, the, the, I'm pretty the, sure he he has scored a hat trick against these small children in backyard footy yeah and you know maybe surely you yeah. could upgrade the website. Oh, I think I'll let the domain lapse. I think it's long gone. The Facebook page is still there. I actually got, you know, when you got like Facebook pages, they, you know, they, they try and prompt you to post on them every now and then. And you'll get, you'll get yeah. a message, a notification from Facebook. Um, Would you pe- like to pay to promote this page? Well, it's, it's like, um, you know, pe- people who, who have liked, you know, your page, has Lottie scored a hat trick yet? You yeah, haven't heard from you in a while, you know? Post more frequently. To, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, I fucking would if you ever scored one. That, ship, that, ship, is, that, that ship is fucking sailed. Take this up with Mr. Takiri. Um, <laughs> And scoring points on his kids is nothing to be fucking proud of. <laughs> Being friends with one of his kids' carers, his middle kids afraid of elevators. So, you know. <laughs> is this a bit? What's going on? No, I'm serious. <laughs> Surely I've said this before. No, no. One of Lottie Takiri's kids is a deathly, deathly phobic of elevators. So, okay, so, so. we're talking like, not, not escalators, elevators. Elevators. So he won't get in and the door shut and he just shits himself? And I swear to God, this is not even a decline joke. That's just this rampant fear of elevators. That's where it could have started, though. So, yeah, true. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Saying he's got defective genetics. (laughs) (laughs) Where had he fallen? Can you tackle? (laughs) That's going to stop our trick. Anyway, anyway, the the eels. (laughs) Jared Hayne got our trick. As the eels who were at the time, at the commencement of the game were in last place on for and against uh, and um and they proceeded to get themselves out of the cellar for the first time and how long was it like 147 days or something mm. they've been in, they've been in last mm. place on the ladder yep and uh, they got themselves over on differential over top of the Cowboys, who actually had a fucking great win too, but uh, not by as much but when you're winning by four points it's, yeah versus yeah. guys yeah, guys winning by 36 exactly so a lot, a lot of people dragons. Oh, fuck, fuck, the, fuck the, dragons. the dragons. Fuck the dragons and fuck their fan base. <laughs> Every last one of them. Uh, there it is. The pigs, the taxi drivers, and everyone in between. <laughs> fuck them all. And fuck Jack the Bellin. Hey, but this, 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 is, this, this, is some, this is something that probably hasn't, yeah, didn't come up much in, in your era, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, the great signs and, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, banners and shit like that. Our, our most hated one with pretty much consensus between the two of us is that fucking GST. Yeah. 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 So you got yeah. any thoughts you want to add to that just to close that chapter off? I just... Like, I know there's, there's Dragons fans that know that person and mm. see him at games all the time. And I, I just want to have a... Convers- I just want someone to have the conversation and say, at what point is it no longer fucking relevant? Yeah, it's only like fucking nearly 20 years now. Yeah, but at what point was it a good idea never, to link your never. sporting team with a new taxation <laughs> yeah, methodology? I, just, I was like, that guy is zero fun So you're, you're asking the wrong zero question. Zero fun. <laughs> it, this is the wrong question. It's not, is it still relevant? <laughs> was it ever Why? Relevant? <laughs> you know? I mean, and Dragons fans will come, they'll say, well, you know, the, at the time when it came out, you know, with the GST thing and like John Howard's like a big Dragons fan and that was, the, that was how they tied it then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, now we're almost two decades down the track. Mm. Yeah. And at the best, at best, it was like a one season novelty fucking thing. But to keep trotting it out year in, year out. And, yeah. and look, I get 
that people hold on to things. There's people still sitting on the porch waiting for me to come back with cigarettes <laughs> after three years, you stupid cunts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not as stupid as that fuckhead on the hill with that stupid fucking sign. <laughs> Somebody set fire to Even if it was pretend accidentally, the secret will stay between us. Some petrol, a fucking match, set fire to the sign, and then set fire to your fucking shit club after that. And, and all fucking, the players. And, and you may do fucking trots the fucking sign out week in, week out. Well, yeah. I I'm not saying set fire to an innocent civilian. He's not just, fucking innocent. You just told me he's, he's a fuckhead. He's, he's guilty of poor judgment and shit sign making. I'm not saying set fire to him. I'm just... I don't mean kill him, just fucking... Just, Maim him. Yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah. give him that fucking oh, shiny... And just then give him a bit of, if he survives, just then give he'll him. go on the fucking the talk show circuit, he'll become a celebrity. No, I'm not Yeah, saying. but you got to think of the future, right? So think of the message this gives to future generations. I'm from Campbelltown. I do a lot of future thinking. Well, okay, think, think of, <laughs> you know, think of the 70s. How many more monks do you think were careless with where they kept their jerry cans after that photo of that fucking cunt on fire on the ground? Well, There'll be no more shit signs for 20 years. He set himself on fire, though, that guy. Do you know that? I think it's fairly established. Well, you know. <laughs> I if think, I know history, I think, and I, I don't. He tried to get his jerry can into the fucking cogger, and they wouldn't let him. How do you know? And he just wanted to set that fucking sign on fire, and they wouldn't <laughs> let him, so he just set himself on fire. He couldn't live in a he couldn't live in a world. Well, one and he was a longer. monk who never know? had sex before in his life, and he was still more exciting than that cunt with that sign. How do you know <laughs> that what's wrapped around him is actually a fucking orange bathrobe and not something that said "Good Show Tibet"? <laughs> and I just like, I, and I and I hope and I hope that at, at on Twitter at GST holding. GST sign holding cunt on Twitter uh, is listening to this. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> Anyway, a lot has been said about this being Mitchell Moses' great, you know, best game in the Eels jersey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably so. However, it was meaningless, like the rest of Mitch Moses' career. He is—he has got to be one of the best fucking fair weather play, like downhill fucking players. Mitch Moses will play the same amount of final series as the West Tigers this year. Uh, well, that remains to be seen. But let's remember, he did cunt the West Tigers to play finals football. Much like his little mate Aaron Woods, who has fallen on his feet, as it would turn out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and <laughs> not through his own engineering. A little Teddy manager, you know, he, he made the right choice straight up. But um, halfway through that sentence, you were just like, "Yeah, okay, I've gone, I've gone down this track. The yeah. GPS isn't working anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get rid of that disclaimer that people are like, "Well, he is going to play finals football." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Even even back when he started, I mean, even when you had to like him because he was yours. He was still a cunt. He was still like, he still had that, he was a little yeah. cunt still, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, much, I must, and I, I do love a junior footy reference, but uh, I said before we recorded that Jackson has a little habit of uh, of barking at some of his teammates. I'm yet to hear him yell at them, get up, cunt, and I'll probably have something to say if he trots that out at 11, but um, yeah. There's a couple of, what are you doing? Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the under 12s version of get up, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you know, you just need, you need to teach him to be a bit smarter. <laughs> He's my you know? son. That's, that's well, not no, easy to do. New phrases, right? Get up or I'll growl out your sister. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because oh. that'll take him a couple of weeks. I'd take, take him to fucking Cold Rock on the way home <laughs> if he busted that one out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you take him all the way to your house because he'll live there. <laughs> I teach you some fucking more synonyms just to expand the vocabulary a bit more. <laughs> Part of the reason Nicklin is probably uh, against Jackson playing against you on Fortnite is that <laughs> Jackson may learn some special new words from Uncle Nathan. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the danger is not the special new words from Uncle Nathan. It's, it's, it's more like story time from fucking some of the other uncles that are... <laughs> Uncle Giraffe, yeah. <laughs> Uncle, uh, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jay, if you want to try story time and... <laughs> yeah, no. What did he mean when he said her axe would look like the back of a crunch bar? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean when Uncle Jay says he'd swipe right on mum? <laughs> uh, what? Did he say would or has? Would or has? Would or has? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, Jay. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, the, the thing here with the Dragon, the style of football that they were playing at the beginning of the year that was successful for them mm-hmm. was very fucking simple. Their forwards were much the same as South were doing. They were fast hit-ups. They were sacrificing post-contact metres to find their knee and get quick play of the ball. Yep. McInnes was in... You, you remember before Origin it was... He was cooked light. He was, you know... There was a genuine conversation. Yeah. Is, is McInnes is a cook? Yeah. And people were leaning towards McInnes because of his relationship with the forward pack from New South Wales. Then you'd have those situations where their forwards are damaged enough that there was just oodles of fucking space out there and Aitken and Nene yep. and everyone were just having a field day going through. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely none of that left in the Dragons. It's not even like one of those things has dropped off and... And they just need to pull back. Origin fucked the Yeah. Completely fucked them. Yeah. Dare, dare I say, the Dragons' DNA fucked the Dragons because... <laughs> because <laughs> origin, there is that narrative as well, but... I origin think, or not, it still happens at the same time. It was, only, it was only a season ago where St. George fans were crying out for their players to be selected and, and yes. how many should have been picked. Yep. And yep. They all got picked this year and, and it's fucked them. They, yep. they haven't handled... The extra workload they mm-hmm. haven't handled the 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 fall down from from the euphoria think, of the I think origin. Guys, I think guys like DeBell, I think he's been playing injured the entire time as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I think if you know come finals time, I think that they'll probably get back to somewhere near their best footy. But I think they've probably lost some of that um, that edge that they had at the start of the season. It's going to be too fucking late for them yeah. though, because they're going to be fight. They're going to be in sudden death. Exactly, and I think they 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 will have yeah, also have lost some of that edge from that style of footy that were playing at the start of yeah. the season, where people are like, fucking how do we beat that? But yeah. This is the other thing: that style of footy covered up a lot of mistakes. When that forward intensity started to drop back off, all of a sudden Widdop and Hunt weren't really as masterful mm. as they looked. Add on top of that, now Widdop's out for however long with a dislocated shoulder. What's that yeah. three week minimum? Yeah, mm. Vaughan's gone still for another yeah. couple of weeks, isn't he? Yeah. So. Graham, and, and, Graham looks like he's finally like spent, <coughs> spent it all. And, and you want to talk about Mitch Moses being a, a fair weather, yeah, uh, you know, a bit of a front runner as well. And there were times at the at the Tigers when he was there, and I'm loath to to give him any credit whatsoever. But there was times where he played very much a lone hand in a, in a pretty ordinary side, along with maybe Tedesco. But Ben Hunt's in He'll that play category. Footy too. Who's that? Tedesco. Tedesco. Yeah. You're right. He will, and he deserves to because he's yeah. an absolute champion. Yeah. Um, but one origin too this year. Teddy <laughs> played quite fucking, well. Fucking, I would say too. Yeah, one of one of the one of the. Well, you know, it's hard to pick the best player of the series because there's just so many good players for New South Wales. That's it. I, I, I must admit, watching the Origin series up until then, and I'm getting off track, but 
up until then, I watched a few glimpses of Tedesco, yep. and I was like, it's, it's, you know, I probably almost didn't feel as bad about losing him as I did when, yep. when you know, at the end of last season. Then come the Origin series, like, ah, that's right, that's how good that country is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking now I remember. Yeah. Um, but Ben Hunt. Full of confidence, full of you know a, yep. a dominant forward pack yep. and, and playing behind and off the back of that, absolute like standout. Yeah, you know, really sh- should have been one of the first, you know, and rightfully was one of the first selected for Origin. Hmm. When things didn't go his way, when there's a bit of diversity, when the forward pack isn't as dominant, yeah, it, who drops their bundle faster than Ben Hunt? Yeah, yeah. This is my comment though about halves in general. Gone are the days when you have, and, and I would say Cooper Cronk is the the last of this this style. Um, the only one that's come close to that recently, I think, is Adam Reynolds. Is just that from anywhere that they are on the field, they know how to put a kick in to a you know five square meter section of the field. Yeah. No matter where the set's ending, if they're in trouble on the fourth, no matter what's going on. They know how to put in a kick for that situation. Yep. You know, and Cooper Cronk, when he was on one of the, um, he was on the Sunday show on Fox. He was talking about how he's absolutely boggled these days as well. The best kick for a, a seven to put in at the end of the set is one that's, you know, two three meters out, mm. five meters out from the try line, because when that ball's picked up, after the tackle's completed, there is only one way for play to go diagonally out of that corner, mm. and so your whole defensive line sets up around that. But now we're seeing people put up these midfield bombs and all of these things. The, the, I, I just think that the standard of halves in general in terms of that technical side of things, because that's all Ben Hunt has to do. Yep. That's all he has to perfect. Kick and, to the corners. And he goes, he get, well, he goes back to being a top three half because he can control the game from there. Mm. Yeah. He did it too early in the 2015 grand final. <laughs> <laughs> So his timing's never been good, <laughs> but he's done it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Wars. At this point, I think the whole competition is just happy they're not the dragons. I mean, wow, what a fucking rabble. They're a shaved haircut away and some sunken eyes away from getting an automatic top four spot through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> uh, oh, I miss him. This one, this one from, uh, from, uh, from Aaron Maher. It's, uh, I'll just put it in here because it relates to Parramatta, but it's more women in league in general. Uh, years ago, Parramatta had the idea of putting the names of influential females on their jerseys, but the NRL knocked back Nathan Hindmarsh's request to have Queen of the Nile on his. <laughs> uh, underscore JDHD. The Dragons may as well have a belt around their throats and a Mars bar at their asses because these useless fuckheads have gone full Hutchins. They're choking like Spinal Tap's second drummer. Uh, Jay Bartley 90. I was going to put myself into a drunken stupor until NFL season started, but holy shit, Parramatta finally learned how to play football. 22 weeks too late, but at least we're not last anymore. And uh, Voodoo Rock, in a season of utter shit, that was a pleasant evening. (laughs) Uh, Tigers 22 defeat the Raiders 20 down there in Canberra. A crowd of just over 14,500. The uh, Tigers tries to uh, the good WZ. Moses Mbai, Chikam and Nofaluma. Masters, two of four conversions and a penalty goal. The Raiders, 20, came tries through. BJ Leilua, a double to Tarpany and uh, Josh Papali. And uh, Sam Williams, two of four conversions. Well, I think the Tigers fan can take this one. Oh, look, it was never in doubt. I think uh, <laughs> we've shown over the last couple of seasons that uh, we're completely 
dominate the Canberra Raiders in every facet of rugby league <laughs> and uh, doing so on their home uh, on their home turf in the uh, in the tail of winter would, would be no exception as you'd expect from a quality side like the West Tigers and um, they come away with two points as as we all expected they shall they should now, in all seriousness I, I went into this game with zero fucking confidence it was a it was a game that the Tigers had to win. Yep. It was against Canberra. And that's in the back of the past. And, yeah. and generally that uh, that equation ends up to approximately 40 to 48 point loss <laughs> over the last several seasons, so, uh, including earlier this year. So um, I was uh, I was happy with the way they uh, controlled the certainly the first half. Um, and as much as Canberra had a lot more possession and field position in the second half and, and, and did start to look like it was going to be another horrible loss coming. I, 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 they were coming back, and I thought oh, they scored two. And generally, they scored two. It generally means eight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was a little bit nervous. I was sitting at, uh, I was sitting at the Ecker, and Leo had finally worn out and had collapsed and uh, was asleep. I was sitting on the ground in the showbag pavilion while Jackson and Nicklin were getting showbags and Leo was sprawled out and I've got his head in one arm holding the game. I, I couldn't hear the sound. It was so noisy and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to throw this phone and then I'm going to have to get up and go and retrieve it with my sleeping son in my arms. But um, look, they held on and, and defensively they probably showed um, some of the characteristics for large parts of that game, when when they really needed to, that's um, it probably epitomised the Tigers at their best this season, and um, just glad to get the win in the end. It's it's not a uh, it's not an easy place to win down there, and, and certainly for the Tigers in the last several seasons, it's been nigh on impossible. So, um, I, I thought uh, I thought Blake Austin played well uh, <laughs> for, the, for the Tigers in the last ten minutes. <laughs> um, there was three blank brain explosions. From from young Blake. Yeah. And, what do you think about the the fucking wrestling move? The suplex. Or, yeah. yeah. Like in what in what realm would that not amount to a penalty? Yeah. I I'd almost thought that it was it was so obvious he was taking the piss <laughs> that he didn't think he'd get pinned for it. <laughs> like it just this thing to be that okay. Well, it is, this is that fucking ridiculous that I'm doing this. It, and at that that point, that position on the field, and at that point in the game, it's yeah. it's almost unforgivable. Mm. Exactly. Know? I know their seasons their season was over, but that game was <coughs> very much there for them to, to take correct yeah. and, and run over the top of the yeah. Tigers. And I. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Again, I was watching it on my phone with no sound, and I was just, "What the fuck was he thinking?" Mm. It, it, no, there's not a, a single argument that could be made that he may or may, may not have thought that that was going to end up in a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> but that's happened all too often for for old Blakey this year. Unfortunately, yeah. got a fucking fall from grace for the Techno Viking. Yeah, he was yeah, one of the favourites. It's a shame he's a quality player, but I, I almost put him. He's almost like a, a less Talented Tyrone Peachy. He's just you're just not really sure where to put him. The game's probably passed him by as a five eight. It. I'm not sure what it is. I don't remember the Techno Viking being such a defensive liability. He was never yeah. great. No, he was never great. But this year he's he's been almost Brycey. Yeah. 
in, in his lack of like not even attempting to make that's tackles. high praise yeah <laughs> um, maybe it is just the fact that he's three weeks out from shipping up and moving to England and, yeah you yep. know beginning is he confirmed he's going to England yeah I think so yeah oh yeah and he's come out and said that he'll he has no aspirations of coming back or re-entering the NRL. Yeah, it's not like it's his not career. his retirement plan. He wants to go over there and fucking own it, and yeah. you know, it's not it's not like you know playing well, you know, with an eye of you know getting homesick and mm-hmm. finding a job in another NRL club. Blah, 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 yeah. Um, at Devonhead, this fucking guy He's didn't a, have much to say about the Dragons game. Yeah, fucking disappointed in my oldest. Went to the Raiders versus Tigers game yesterday and got the Tigers players to sign his footy and didn't yell out Tigers in decline once at them. I thought I'd raised him better. Clearly not. Clearly you raised him right. Tiger butts two. The uh, Raiders curse broken. Two points out of the eight on course for finishing in our favoured ninth position. How dare you. <laughs> you have little faith. You see what your Tigers fans have become now? <laughs> have become realistic. <laughs> <laughs> They've become pessimistic. A, in a world where they don't get a weekly dose of your fucking hopeful, <laughs> undefeated asterisk. <laughs> Positive affirmation. We've had an undefeated fortnight, son. Let's not uh, diminish that fact. So are we, what's your point, so is he? I'm three on the trot. <laughs> Jared underscore Hunt. Had to shut my eyes in the last 10. Well done, boys. Still in the race. The Sharks, 17, to feed the Storm, 14. Sorry. Yep. Just need to... You understand, though, that when the Tigers make the eight, A, I'm, I'm going to be... I'll, I'll be unbearable to anyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> much much like your Facebook every single week after a game, little loose. <laughs> oh, oh, been a little quiet in the losses, got to say. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Uh, I, I would assume that when the Tigers make the eight the fact that you can get out of your wheelchair and do a dance <laughs> will make the people around you very happy yes nice loophole yes, um, so the Tigers made the eight I'll jump straight into my flying car and come it. over to celebrate with you <laughs> let's just say that there's several teams in the top eight yeah uh, that will beat West Tigers <laughs> they'll be shaking their boots those being the Roosters for starters the Dragons the Bunnies the Melbourne Storm the Melbourne Storm are our bunnies, let's be honest. Uh, the, the Broncos will be thanking their lucky fucking stars that they finish ninth. So, so serious question. I'll, put, I'll pose this to you the same way as you posted it to about the Knights. Accepting the fact that you'll finish ninth again. I, I accept nothing. And that next year you will also have Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrer <laughs> in your team. Where to for the West well, Tigers? Well, I, I think it's clear that uh, an undefeated season is in our future. Um, <laughs> and, and I've been saying that for a long time and I'm yet to be proven wrong. And uh, <laughs> I just think sometimes when you, when you have... Well, you did have go into a you, coma. <laughs> when, you have a, when you have a band that makes such sweet, sweet music together, it's, it's, if you, you know, if you it's get, important for them to explore their artistic... Seriously, if you can stop huffing paint no, for a second. No, I, you Where'd... ask for my opinion and I'm yet to finish giving it. <laughs> Sometimes it's important for the for the band members to to go forth and and explore their artistic futures and and then eventually the band comes back together and makes some more sweet sweet music. I appreciate you trying for the analogy. Have you got an example of where that's worked? Uh, Fleetwood Mac. 
So it was, I think but, that makes but, Robbie Stevie Nicks. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> but Fleetwood Mac, they started as separate bands yeah. and then became Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. It, it's, what you've forgotten over the years that I haven't been on the show is that you, you, it's easy to pull apart my bullshit and apply <laughs> logic to it to defy, did Ad, did defy Ad, anything did, I've said. Did like that's Adam, no fun did, did for like anyone. Adam Duritz, whatever his fucking name, did he do some solo yeah. shit and then come back and do Mr. See, Jones? See, when the, the absolute greatest of all time don't need to did do Did Jenna Jackson do that song? I don't know. Did she? That You don't know what you got till it's gone? Isn't that her song? On, on, no, you're talking about, on, you're talking about the, the, the yeah. fucking what's a face. I know the one you're talking about, again. the little, yeah, I, I know that absolute abortion of a cover that they did. Yeah. yeah. That was Janice Joplin. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know anyone else who actually, who, who covered it. Kenny Crows. Yeah, like, yeah, apart from, apart from them. Yeah. And I mean, like, I wish Bright Cartwright had got to the fucking recording studio <laughs> when they were doing that, yeah. frankly. <laughs> you, you do need to question yourself when, when you are a gateway band. The Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> you can't defeat me. This is my time. This is my night. You can't defeat me. How fucking dare you? <laughs> the uh, Shark 17 defeated the Storm 14 down to the Korean housewife. Legitimate conversation I had with my wife. Sorry to cut you off once again. Yeah, that's what that, I do. Yeah, that's true. I spent six years doing it, and quite frankly, it's, it's refreshing to do it one more time. Um, Legitimate conversation I had with my wife only recently. I was like, why is it that, you know, people rebut my own bullshit by really honing in on things that I'm most passionate about and really trying to crush those those things? And she's like, do you really honestly need to ask that question? It's because it's so damn effective. And so when you put that much bullshit out into the universe, people take great pleasure in whacking it back at you. <laughs> exactly. Always said she's a smart woman, apart mm, from that faithful day where she said I do. <laughs> Look, being divorced isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> um, You're right, I have to put some Vaseline on it, man. I'm tearing the skin off. See, that's a common misconception. That is a common misconception. Everyone thinks that when you get divorced, it's just some fucking masturbatory paradise where you're just walking around the house at all, you know, just slinging webs everywhere you go. Mm. It's not because you actually... I'm like DC into his pot of money, man. Just- <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Now, I have to constantly be thinking, how will I be found if I have a heart attack right now? <laughs> So the stories you've heard about having all this time to go about your business and lay there in your own filth before you clean up, it's actually more stressful than when you've got a family that might come home. Oh, gee, you've overthought that. So don't Pressing. do it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're the intellectual. <laughs> I just talk a lot of shit. You, wait, you think way too much about stuff. <laughs> yeah, way to take all the joy out of, out of fucking Spider-Man in your own you're abode. Just, you're just trying to jerk off in his own house. you got to take the fucking fun out of it. I'm scared of cookies now. Every time. Go and make it. Tell you what you're going to do. Put a fucking red V jersey on. Go and make a shit sign and stand on the hill at Cogra. You'll fit right in. I think he's like, go, 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 grab go, go, go get a red V jersey on. Fucking put your belt on the doorknob and throw a Mars bar in the freezer. Uh, and put on reruns of Kung Fu. Still the most fun thing he's done in a little while by the sound of it. Look, I probably should wear a Dragon's jersey, so at least that way when people find me, they'll go, makes sense. 
<laughs> Might be a shock to anyone. <laughs> Shark 17. I'll set you on fire. <laughs> Defeated the Storm 14 at the Korean Housewife crowd of just over 16,500. The Sharks 17 tries to Braley Holmes Dugan Townsend with the field goal. Holmes, two conversions. Storms 14, a double to Suliasi Vunivalu Gunigugu. Billy Slater also a try and a conversion to Cameron Smith. Is that a thing? Gooney. Gooney. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. Well, it must have been the, the nicknames haven't dried up. They've slowed down a lot, but that one, that's that's one that snuck through. <laughs> that's brilliant. All right. Grand final. like fucking 2016 grand final, this shit. <laughs> and um, once again, I mean, this, this I can't remember if we've had this discussion, if we're just this between ourselves or on the show, but the, 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 the Sharks have the ability to just play the exact brand of football that just frustrates and st- Stifles the storm out of what they do best. The but only team that possibly does it better, Nathan, I think you'll agree, is the West Tigers. As well, you can see by the absolute uh, complete lack of victories that the Melbourne Storm have had over the Tigers in recent memory. I think it's about. Given this. they've played them twice in the first yeah, month right, after they lost their fucking dominant halfback and they were building their building their club up again. But. So it's about this stage that the kids are realising. Real dad's a fuckhead. Well, no, it, like it's it's it sounds good, but ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner isn't really what you think it is. Real dad's a bit of a dick, and quite frankly, I wish he'd put some pants on. Um, yeah, hundred percent right. The, the storm have always been frustrated with those teams that can get in, and and seem to be okay with, you know. Um, sloppy play or, or disjointed attacking runs, that shit doesn't bother the Sharks. Mm-hmm. They, they're like the fucking dimwit kid that, that'll just, okay, let's try again, let's try again. <laughs> and, and that just frustrates the fuck out of Melbourne. Um, they also have the forward strike and, and also the the defensive capability to, to actually not let Melbourne get too far ahead of them yeah, that's it. as well. I think they, they also, I think they're also in the head, like, they're just in the head Yes. Of Will Chambers, <laughs> and, like, and he and he always and I mean like he he could say what he wants and think what he wants about that fucking try that where he could have passed it to fucking to Vooney and he would have scored easily it's untouched. Problem, yeah. But no, he had to try and take the two guys on. Almost got tackled, threw a fucking desperation ball yeah. behind him, and then he caught it and scored. He can he can call out a brilliant offload all he fucking likes. The fact of the matter is that Gandalf motherfucker. Nearly bombed another fucking try. Is there a bigger ball passing. hog, like blatant ball hog, in the competition than Will Chambers? Yeah, I don't think so. And and it's it's a uh, long it's a long storied body of work that he's put together. Cost them the fucking grand final a couple of years yeah. ago. His lack of fucking passing. How he's considered an Origin player and continues oh. to get picked is beyond me. Yeah, it's like picking Bo Scott. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it was because for the longest time. He was picked because of who his opposition was. Mm. You know, you take take three or four years back, and you had that whole. You know, Jennings was there, and the Morris boys were there, and the, if anything, the outside backs that New South Wales had were mm. were decent. Queensland didn't have a lot of them. Yeah, so, um, interesting thing though to point out. Last week we had this guy um, when you know Cronulla, like refs faulting the Lux. What's oh, going on Twitter? This fuckhead. Um, ben Dunn, 43. <laughs> B-E-N-D-U-N-N. 43. 43. Oh, thanks for spelling um, it. 
Well, just so people understand. Well, I'll tell you what, I was very happy. People ran at him and told him that refs folding is not okay. <laughs> he made some horrible slurs against the referee. It's stuff like that that you makes know, you know fine uh, referees use, like use, Matthew Chechen. Yeah, makes him leave the fucking game. Well, mate, exactly. You know, that's why, especially in the junior you, league, why it's so hard to find referees because of grubs like that. You know, exactly. using using gender slurs. Just what you know, absolute fucking oxygen thief this guy is. I noticed this From week. What I understand, his entire family is much the same. All his relatives, but but this week, but this week, no refs faulting. So it doesn't even have the fucking consistency to to even pretend like he's got any sort of fucking character. You know, as long as his team's winning, it's fucking happy days for old refs fault done. Hmm. Won't stick. Needs to be bent up forty four. Honestly, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, no. Won't stick his he neck He doesn't out. even have the minerals of a 44. That's why he's a 43. <laughs> um, anything, you want to add anything to that game? Yeah. Look, get the tweets. Moylan's the, the secret source there. You know, he's copped a lot of shit and people are polarised by him. Yeah, it takes a while to blend uh, in and now he's, he's found his place there. Hey, I he's, mean, a, he's a young player, though. You need to remember that. And I think that, um, you know, no, no, eventually... That joke's, that joke's old, man. Yeah, so am I. I haven't been here for fucking three years. I've been in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tiger's, Tiger's, don't, Tiger's don't still undefeated, don't, right? Don't, don't, don't let him. Don't, 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 this is young Matty Morn still a thing. Don't worry about that. You, you keep saying it. It's all good. <laughs> we we got to keep that shit going until he fucking, <laughs> until he's like Luke Lewis. <laughs> I remember a time when the Tigers were chasing Matt Morlin and I was fucking devastated they didn't get him. Fucking, I don't even remember that time. When was that? How well, fucking shortly serious? before I how, went into a cunt. How serious? How seriously? How, they, they never would have got close. They must have been just trying. Yeah, I don't no. ever remember him being even. He wasn't even up for. Release. Yeah, yeah. Was... No, Tigers made a big play, a big play at him. Yeah. But yeah, the Panthers well, washed him because he was the future of their. Big for the Tigers or big for like rugby league? Well, big for the Tigers who are rugby league. As, as in, you won't have to bring your own fucking elastoplast, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> if you should be medicabbed off, That's we're not going to just make you walk. Yeah, no. But it would have been it would have been nice for the Tigers to take probably the best player, the best half that Penrith has ever produced. Certainly, far better than Brandy Alexander. <laughs> and, uh, and nothing to add on the actual game at hand, though. <laughs> no, good. Fuck uh, Ben Dunn. I guess he's yeah, probably the, the special story. K online. May each and every one of you purple fuckwits lick my shitty, sweaty asshole while I drink the cum of Sir Josh Dugan, you silly Southern Storm-supporting cunts up the Sharkies. Uh, did he say <laughs> Sir Josh Dugan? Yeah, he did. Um, the Leroy Brown, 1978. I used to watch Melbourne play as therapy. This year, I need therapy after watching them play. Oh, what a terrible place to be in. Like, fucking pretty I'll, just, I'll give you some cover on this. It's a thing that Sharks fans have decided <laughs> to do in... The, I, I thought they were self-aware for a little while. This is superseded bag of, bags of dicks. No, no, they're, no, they're still, still, still there. I'm still handing out bags of dicks. I'm pre- in the very next week, as a matter of fact. Because for so long they've had to defend Paul Gallon taking fourth tackle hit-ups mm. to lose games, mm. um, being the most losingest player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. They're now just anything that puts on a, a Sharks jersey is the greatest. Is automatically... Thing. Even no. if that even if that person they, injures themselves whilst putting that jersey on, that's it. They Correct. like they rate Matt Pryor. 
So they saw and, it as a victory when he was selected for game two yeah. for yeah. the Origin Series. Yes. So. I, okay, yeah. I, t- I, I don't understand it, but I see where you're coming mm. from. Beer Boy 182, and on the seventh day, Zeus sent down a storm of lightning bolt-shaped dicks upon Melbourne, <laughs> and the players of their two-book club and their turd residents ate them in their bags with great gusto. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's actually a passage from the Bible. <laughs> I think that is uh, Joshua <laughs> three eleven. And Joshua, uh, Joshua Dugan. Uh, Rishi, Rishi. Uh, apart from him getting punched in a dick to let in a try, seeing Cam Smith let a try in while he's complaining to the refs is the best thing ever. Changed my true. mind. That's good. That him getting punched in the dick is still the actually. Best. That's probably an opportune time to revamp that as well. Because I haven't put it back on Twitter again. Oh, about the Australian of the Year? Everybody needs to get out there and nominate Jeremy Lattimore for Australian of the Year for punching Cameron Smith in the dick. Yep. There's a website you can go to. Just fucking Google Australian of the Year nominations. It's a form you fill out. Nate, tweet it out. Yep. The link. Yep. When I last checked, (laughs) there was a good chance that he'd at least be nominated. (laughs) I wonder if they take it. I wonder if they're like, well, look, the fucking numbers, I mean, the numbers tell us that he must be appear on the ballot. Or if they're just like... Political red nah. tape will get in the way, like, much like Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, maybe. Or well, was it Ferry McFerry face was one. They, they overturned that, didn't they? I mean, that, that was a whole other bullshit, though. It wasn't actually the winner anyway, right? It's not like I'm asking for a boat to be named Smithy McDick Punch. <laughs> but that would be a great name for Ferry. Let's be, be. let's be fucking real. <laughs> so if we don't get this... Next time there's a fairy ballot. <laughs> Whatever happens is, you know, the, the Logies, anything where there's public vote, you need to get behind Jeremy Lattimore for punching Cameron Smith in the dick. Okay, before we get to previews, I forgot I had these. I had some some trivia for people. Oh, and uh, your answers need to be uh, DM to us on Twitter or, or Facebook, or you can email hello at this week in league. It's just a, a, a more of an exercise. I just want to see if anyone can actually get these fucking right. And like you can, and, and if you know, if you think you know the answer, you know you can try and keep it, you know, keep it to yourself, and, you know, and we'll uh, see if we can get anyone to know these. How many episodes of this week in league have been released? Question one. Who was the first ever revelation of the NRL season Twilly winner? It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's not as easy to fucking... Like when you, I know, right? I mean, I had the benefit... When I was thinking of these, I actually could, you know, go back. I had the benefit of go, could go back and, you know, figure it out and, you know, study that sort of thing. <laughs> Which listener of the show was once described as... Thinking that life was one big audition for the role of Cancer Man in a new X Files series. <laughs> uh, name as many co-hosts of the show as you can. So to make it easy, like this, this is specifically people who sat in the co-host chair for an entire episode, not just like a little bit or whatever. Because they five. So how how many? So you okay? Yeah, you can start with a number. Counting, counting, you know, counting, counting the, you? count the three of us oh, okay. as well. So what's that going to be? Seven. Correct. Okay. Can you name them all? 
yes, that's, but I won't yeah, because right. that defeats the purpose of the yeah. competition. So that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a that's that's a bit of a hint there because people will know if they can get seven, they they are they're, they're good. How many episodes of the show, counting this one, did Real Dad appear on? Ooh. Trick question. It is a little bit because I've appeared on none. It's an audio medium. Your stepdad, though, so that's not about bitch. you. Now your place. <laughs> <laughs> There's how many how, how many episodes have I appeared on? Counting this one. No one cares. Not important. How many episodes Part stepdad appeared on? Counting this one. Why did that have to be fucking three questions? And Why the final just- <laughs> and the final one is: Can you remember the lyrics? For Glenn's Do the Lottie song. <laughs> well, I can, sadly. <laughs> I bet, I'll, have to, I'll have to get you to, to, to refresh it because I can remember like every other line sort of thing. Uh, uh, but, yeah, but I, I, and I can remember the, the, I can remember the, the, the vibe of the Marbo. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. So I'm very interested to see if anyone, if anyone can get all of those right... I'll will fucking buy him some drinks or so buy him a burger on a grand final day because that is some serious fucking uh, deep cuts. O- OG deep cuts there, yeah. and I mean if I had a you know, had a time I would have thought of a bunch more of them but I think if you can get through those ones there's some fucking tricky ones in there too that are like the answer appears obvious but it's not yeah um anyway looking forward to this week's action Thursday night the Broncos take on the Rabbits the Suncorp Jordan Kahu in at centre Josh McGuire back as well. Shibasaki, the Turkish samurai, is out already, <laughs> unfortunately. And um, and what have we got? They've got uh, Lodge and, uh, and Pingu starting. Noot, noot. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rabbits. What have we got? AJ out, obviously, and um, yeah, through injury. And then we've got... Um, When's English back? Finals for the Finals. Slash before the finals. And that's obviously going to be a big in for... I mean, once again, though, Inglis, there's only so much he can do with the fucking bird I keep having their dick fingers. True. But, um, but they, they wouldn't run him out. But it's a very patchwork backline at the moment. For the Tigers, surely. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, expected the Rabbits to, to consider, you know, a, a backline of, you know, Gay Guy, Hunt, Burns, Fuimano, Kenner, and Cody Walker. You know, <coughs> those guys being their third how best. Long, how long's Johnson gone for? Is it two weeks? Don't, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, um, I don't think the rabbits were too far off the pace last week. I think no. it's much better. And, yeah. yeah. And it, I don't think there's much that Brisbane throw at them that trouble them. Because realistically, their, their problem wasn't defence last week. No. Um, so I, I don't think Brisbane have got enough in them creatively to get around that bunny side. Um, the Bunnies got themselves up in a big way for that Melbourne game. That might have taken the toll out of them as well. Uh, I, I think they'll get that here. I just think that, I think the Broncos have just got all all over them on the back line. However, if the Rabbits can do the thing that we know they can do, the Birdrye can hold the ball and they can get yeah. the, actually get their dominance in the forwards. I think they can definitely get on top of them in the forwards. And then at that point, you know, the, thing? Tell, the back tell, line becomes a Tell me there's not a forward pack that's, you know... Sam Thayday's fucking, what, 301 games. Yeah. That Damien Cook can take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, other than, like, Thayday, he's the real the, the real weakness in the Broncos forward pack. Otherwise, I mean, they're like, they're young guys are fucking great. Yeah, pack And they're going to be, yeah. and they're going to get better, you know. Yep. But, um. I don't think, I don't think good enough to go with the, 
Rabbitohs. No. I don't think they're good enough to go with, go with the Rabbitohs forward pack for if it's playing. Yeah. Not with the rotation. Once you know, once their starting guys come out, then I think the Rabbitohs, if if they're there or thereabouts in, in the mix, the Broncos need to really start well and, and put points on early. Yeah, um, and obviously for the Broncos actually, to go out the back door, you know, we're looking. Everyone's looking for a Broncos loss. Just a bit of NRL chaos. Well, I certainly. You anticipating a yep. Broncos loss and a, and a dominant Tigers victory. And, yeah, so something that would somewhat reverse the for and against differential. Yeah, I think so if, the, the Tigers, think the Tigers draw I mean, it level know, with them on points. You know me, I'm I'm not one to uh, to exaggerate possibilities, but um, I think if the Tigers probably knock the Dragons off by ninety or so, <laughs> I think, uh, and then the Bunnies probably beat the the Broncos by twenty or thirty. I, I think that should put us into the eight and would be good. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Titans down at Brookie. Um, minor changes, just interchanges for Manly with Lloyd Perrodin and Paseca out. Uh, the Titans, Branko Lee is in and Brendan Elliott is out. And otherwise, they, uh, they're offering up an unchanged lineup that uh, bumbled and fumbled their way to a loss against the Pan- Panthers. So I think Manly are going to keep things going at this stage. Um, just based on form. Manly can't possibly win. Well, Manly, I mean, yeah. Obviously, massive form line at the moment. Uh, destroying teams on way to the, you know, uh, can, you know, closing out their undefeated asterisk season. Yeah, you know, Penrith put on one point in the final minutes of the game against the Titans. How many did Manly leak? Against the Titans? No, against Penrith. In the final minute? Uh, none. Final cup. Was it like three tries in seven minutes? That was in the fucking 67th to 72nd minute. That okay. was like, that's nothing to do with the 80th minute and, <laughs> and golden point extra time. You 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 fucking you you're comparing apples and oranges here. You know what? Right. When you started saying that, when you started saying that, your voice got high pitched and your neck got longer. It's like you're channeling DCE. <laughs> Why not? Here comes the money, and once again, like DCE is going to run rampant on these cunts. And uh, he's not even the best Queensland halfback in that game. He's uh, he's actually the best halfback uh, in Queensland, and uh, delivered them their only victory in 2018. So uh, you know, almost single handedly. Well, I mean, I don't want to say single-handedly. I mean, you know, you've got to have a bit of humility about you, but, I mean, he pretty much won that game for Queensland single-handedly. <laughs> um, yeah, Titans aren't going to put up much resistance. They're going to get fucking fucked on, and then they are going to... They're already blown mainly on ladder, so they're going to drop even further, and fuck them, they deserve it. The Storm take on the Eels down at the Korean Housewife. Have we finished talking about the Manly game? Or? Chase Blair is in, and We're Hoffman gonna is out. going to close out on that. Yeah, fucking oath. Um, the Eels... Tim Manor is in. Well, Tim Tim Manamalolo as he's been of late. <laughs> and uh, on the interchange, Oregon Kafusi. Another another Kafusi has entered the fucking mix. And um they lose Kane Evans. Fucking I'll tell is you this. Kafusi, are, is that a, is that of, of Tongan or Samoan heritage? I don't know, but he's named after a um, <laughs> not having a TV by the sound of it. <laughs> The origin. <laughs> um, and, and when you look at the outs, isn't that a herb? Oregon Kafus? Oh, no, Oregon's a state. <laughs> Oregano is a herb. How do you confuse a place and a plant? <laughs> well, you, could, you confuse the place and a kebab franchise. <laughs> well, you never had an origin kebab? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they're amazing, but I mean, no, I, I, I never knew America was really that. Uh, it would be a marijuana <laughs> I didn't think they liked liked fucking Arab people over there. Well, the only other possible fucking kebab franchise is Uncle Tony's. 
I don't know. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to defer to your expertise. You need to get not out a kebab. Not, I'm not a massive kebab person. See, when you're a worldly person like myself that explores all these halal options, both Vegemite and kebabs. When you're worldly like me and frequent food ports. <laughs> In Penrith Plaza. Look, the Eels have, have lost uh, Kane Evans and Will Smith from their side, which to me is like... saying it's a net improvement in their team is like the biggest understatement one could make. Commentators called uh, Kane Evans' name in in a play last week and I was literally thought, oh, that's right. He went to para. Yeah, Yeah, he's been garbage. Absolutely garbage. Uh, Look, the Storm, it's not that they need to win, but uh, fuck, it's just... It's another one of these good good matchups for this time of the year where the Eels need to win because they need to make sure they sort of can keep themselves ahead of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the Storm, obviously, you know, jostling for position in the in the four because everything's still on the table as far as the minor premiership and everything. So I think the Storm will be pretty fucking dark about last week. Bellamy, you know, he would have done what Bellamy does. I mean, there's probably, you know, several less children in the various families of the players. Not the Kafusis. Well, clearly, clearly not. Or <laughs> well, when one falls, another springs up to take their place. I mean, like shark teeth. <laughs> They're expendable, you know. I, mean? um, I fully expect the storm to turn it around and put on a much, much more disciplined performance. Uh, look, you know, the eels at that stage where they've got nothing to lose, mm. and uh, and I'm sure they'll try very it, it, hard. At this point of the season, I expected Melbourne to be a little bit more polished than they are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've got a couple of weeks to really set themselves into that that groove they get into pre-finals. But yeah, I mean, surely, surely, I mean, down in Melbourne, they're going to take care of Parramatta. Yeah, that's it. Panthers take on the Knights out of Panthers. Tyrone May in five eight. Tamau in the front row, and um, ble- ble- a blessing in disguise. Herring- Hetherington is suspended and out, and uh, Maloney unfortunately injured. That's How long is Maloney out for? Three, in, is it? In, indefinitely. He's back for finals. He's, it's like he'll be back for finals is what they're saying. No, the quotes was, hopefully he'll be available for the semis. Okay. So he, he is fucking busted. Yeah. And if he's and if he doesn't return in time, then now, you're this fucking is, done. It's an interesting point Cooks, here. Cooks, if you will. Because a lot, of the, um, a lot of the inside talk around why Ivan was punted out of Penrith in the first place was his decision to play players through injury yep. that year. Or bring them back too early. Um, yeah, or yep. to not rest them yep. enough at all, you know, to, to really have them, okay, we'll play through, yep. we'll needle you up and, and get through it. So it's it's really interesting that this has happened again with Maloney. Um, I heard but- that the final straw for Cleary during his time at the Panthers was that uh, Nathan was scheduled to play and the Panthers wanted him to play in like a, a flag or a SG ball yeah. grand final and it clashed with a schoolboy game and he wanted to play the schoolboy game with his mates and clearly he said, no, he's going to play the schoolboy game and Gus was like, fuck that. That was it. Fuck that, Ivan, you look tired. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's is, a, that's that's a decision a, of a tired man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's some fucking alpha stepdad shit right there. <laughs> fucking um, a week removed from the Anthony Griffin saga, you know. This is and and you said it perfectly before. Like, the Seraldo ball looks 
eerily similar to fucking Griffin Ball. I hope he's a better coach um, than he was a player. <laughs> oh, you know, look at Craig Bellamy. That's true. Yeah. Wayne Bennett. Wayne, yeah, Wayne Bennett. Yeah. Phil Gould. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, I hope he is. He was a fucking rubbish player. As far as I know, Sir Aldo's kids have got all their toes. Is that another movie reference? <laughs> That's about fucking Kaiser Bennett. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't, Kaiser Bennett mustn't have been your time. No, sorry. <laughs> that, one, that one didn't get through the Glenn sensor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um... And, and probably fortunate they're coming up against a team that struggles a little bit at the moment, like the Knights. Yep. You know, really, what have the Knights got to play for, apart from pride, beating Manly? Yeah, but that, that's all they've got. Exactly. And they're from Newcastle, it, so there's not a lot of pride going around there. No. It, it also well, probably, got no jobs. I think... <laughs> they're not made of steel. <laughs> they've lost, steel, all, their, they've lost all their jobs. They've lost all their jobs in the coal mines. <laughs> yeah. Tony Abbott told everyone to vote against steel. Fucking horrible. Um, it probably goes to Penrith's favour that they've lost some players and there's a little bit of adversity there. They do seem to be in that unfortunate position where they need something to get them up for situations like this, which as far as from the finals isn't a good thing, but um, yeah. Penrith 13+, plus, put your house on it. Do you think Trevor's as disappointed in his son's career as everybody else's? Fucking the, 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 pro, the promise, the hope that we had. <laughs> the genetics. It's God. like if... The son of the son of the golden nuts, like he, like how, how could he fail? He couldn't fail, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> Abysmally. If if Farlap and fucking Maccabi Diva fucked and had a a fall. Yeah. And it turned out that it was no good for anything. You could could never come close to winning. It galloped straight to the fucking conveyor belt and exactly. power. That's the that's the human equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Cobby, you're a disappointment. He won the fucking Clags, the Clags stakes. Tigers. Penrith by 40, that's my uh, prediction. All right. Tigers take on the Dragons at Leichhardt. Yes, they do. The spiritual home of sad Jordan face Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it goes better than his last game, man. But. Can he find a way to make it all about Robbie? He can and he will. Okay, good. <laughs> I, uh, look, the Dragons are, are, are dangerous, as dangerous as the Dragons can be at this time of the season. Um, when you know, the biggest danger that you face with the Dragons at the moment is them hitting you as they're falling and landing on you <laughs> as they plummet to, mm. to the earth with a thud. But uh, there is... There is Zero chance that the Dragons can win this game. I think the, the Tigers will. Um, they've probably been uh, working very, uh, very slowly at chipping away at their for and against, and, and finally they'll break through and it'll be uh, a uh, cavernous glory of uh, for and against it, positives. It really is a scary proposition. You look around that Dragon squad, mm. who gets them out of the mess? Not the halves com- combination of Kurt Mann and Ben Hunt. Yeah. That's Kurt, not who. Kurt Mann doesn't strike fear into the hearts of, of, of anyone. Um, no. And Ben Hunt at this time of the year in a big game that the Dragons really uh, need to win to, to get their campaign towards the finals back on track. You know what Ben Hunt does in big games, and, um, and that'll continue. Tigers will uh, defend the Dragons out of the game, and then the, uh, the polish of the West Tigers attack 
that they've exhibited in 2018 will come to the fore, at least in the last couple of weeks where they've put, actually managed to put points on the board. Kanua's back. The beast. The beast with the Malmaninga arm brace. <laughs> and the uh, absolute, the, the fucking prison haircut. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glorious haircut. If there, if there was a haircut that epitomised the, uh, the Campbelltown roots of the West Tigers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. A man of Polynesian heritage with that haircut. <laughs> Says Campbelltown more than anything. Honestly, this this Kurt Mann and Ben Hunt thing is just fucking irritating. I think a team that's already in the sh- I mean, I know it's you know, it's forced through, you know, Widdop. Yeah. But a team that is in 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 the shit and badly just needs to dig themselves out somehow like yeah. the dragons do. But what are they what what are their options though? I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I mean not just when you spend a that. million bucks when you spend a million yeah. bucks on your on your seven and, yeah. and Gareth Widdop's not on chunk change, there's not a lot of depth there. No. Um, I think I think Dragons are, are toast. The Tigers have everything to play for, and uh, and and will play like the true champions of the NRL that they are. Moses Zumbai, what an absolute steal! Absolute steal. <laughs> I love the fact that the Tigers ended up with him because, let's be honest, the Tigers have lost a lot of players over the last several years, some of which they continue to pay their contracts whilst they play for other teams. So and, it's nice to actually get one back. And the 2016 Bulldogs were fantastic. No? So so, so the, the Tigers' aspirations to buy that spine <laughs> and install it on the other side. Well, uh, have they finished talking to uh, Frawley yet? <laughs> and you've got a plan for life after. I mean, put it this way, like Little doesn't look like he's going to be, be, be worth, a, worth half a cunt full of anything. So That's maybe they true. should start talking to Leisha and really get the fucking party started. That's it. <laughs> I think they've, uh, they've well, taken... No, start talking to Leisha's dad. They've taken yeah. all the talent out of that bulldog spine and, uh, and they'll extract every last bit of it out of those players and, and then some with the, the masterful coaching of Ivan Cleary. <laughs> Major Zimbabwe has shown more promise in his handful of games for the West Tigers than he has for the Bulldogs in the last season since he made his debut. So, Sharks take on the Cowboys. Uh, so, every claim we, Australia what's, what's a prediction like? Obviously, it's a minimum of 24 points that the Tigers will win by, but what, what are you saying? Are you saying 40, 50? No, I think the Tigers will fucking be absolutely horribly dusted and retain their rightful position in ninth. It's 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 these reasons for reasons such as this, Nathan, that yes. this show has lost its esteemed place at the top <laughs> of the pecking order of rugby league podcast. And I'm here to bring it back. I'm here to bring it back to its former glory, much like the West Tigers, two thousand five. Great. So now we're gonna be ninth best. <laughs> Sharks take on the Cowboys at Reclaim Australia. Can the Cowboys no. Keep it, keep it going. I don't think they've got it two weeks in a row. No, Sharks will win a scrappy game by about eight. And the points. thing is, the thing is with the, yeah. the Cowboys last week, you have to also remember the context that it's a it's a fucking Broncos Cowboys derby. Exactly, the last one of the JT era. Mm. And if in any, no matter how the teams are travelling at any given stage, they're always like fucking six points or less either way margin. You know, probably yeah. four points or less. Yep. Imagine getting yourself up for a game in a Queensland derby at Suncorp Stadium, and a week later. The most you can hope for is not stepping on a needle. Yeah. The Cowboys. Are they playing at Leichhardt too? <laughs> it's not so much the needles you've got to worry about. It's the it's the gangs of white supremacists trying to beat up the coloured players. Yeah. Of which the Cowboys have several. Several, yes. <laughs> uh, look, Sharky's side, 
not too many changes. I mean, Kurt Cabewell is in on the interchange this week. Graham, fucking injured again. He's Wade. Having trouble staying on the field these days. He's got a bit of Duganitis about him, doesn't he? Yeah. At least his comes as a result of probably his body breaking down from putting it through rigorous punishment season after season. And not the fact that Josh Dugan's introduced him to the green whistle? Uh, look, I'm not saying that, that that them playing on the same team is a good thing. Well, Asada took away the fucking magical recovery <laughs> potions. <laughs> yeah. You go to the Sharks' fucking kit bags, there's green whistles and Jimi Hendrix albums. <laughs> I love it. Sharks, boy. Eight and points in a scrappy game. The Cowboys won't be horribly disgraced, but they still don't have a chance. Tamalolo's gone too, so yeah. I mean, that's one of one of the only channels through which an unlikely fucking you know win could come. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I think Shark has got this one. Uh, Doggies take on the Warriors at ANZ. Based on what I saw last week, uh, Warriors by how many? Yeah, <laughs> plenty. The lateral movement that the the Warriors are running they with put, at the they, moment. They, they have they have named Lewis back in at five eighth and Frawley's out to the reserves. Oh, fuck. So uh, they've learned that lesson. And uh, look, you know, I just I just want to see Lewis. You know, just the fucking point, just of, the point of the sky. Like, yeah, yeah. I, want to, I want to see I want to see that fucking schoolboy football <laughs> bombs going up over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Warriors I think are going to have far too much for these guys. Far too much. The dogs will be brave, so so brave. They will be brave, and they'll, they'll be they'll, they'll be horribly outclassed. They'll be also destroyed on the scoreboard. Yep. Tell me, fucking old Deeney, isn't the most relieved man in the entire sporting world industry at the moment? Because he's been overlooked for the Panthers job. Well, no, just because he because was. There's so much other coaching shit yeah. going on that he's just like. Yeah. He, he was under all the scrutiny because of the fucking horrid position. Even though it wasn't really him, it was Des. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you managed to jag a couple of wins, got some He's good ones to, too, you know. Trying to polish a decent-sized turd Yeah, with that roster. Yeah, but still, I mean, already, you know, bringing guys like Lewis and stuff like in, you can always, you can see there's like a, there's a glimmer of hope. Really, I mean, he's going to lose the Morris's and all that stuff, though, so. Look at Dean Pay's coaching career, I mean, playing career, is, is any side coached by Dean Pay going to be this beacon of free-flowing attacking football. he's got the passion though he's got the passion and he's got the and he's got the Canterbury DNA yeah and the passion yeah what did I mention that, that he has fine, the passion but he doesn't have any coaching ability no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll tell that to the fucking board <laughs> the doggies I, I tell you what it, just more and more these days I, if you look at at sport everywhere generally someone will make a breakthrough and then a whole bunch of other teams will then follow in their footsteps and try and emulate it and yep I still don't understand why, and probably the closest we're seeing it now is with Penrith, why people haven't adopted the storm mentality. Craig Bellamy isn't this fucking great uh, tactician or or thinker of the game. He's just big on being prepared and disciplined and just doing shit over and over and over and over and over until it's second nature. Yeah. No one else is picking up on it. That's because other swords, such as the West Tigers, have an abundance of talent. And they don't need to do this repetitive bullshit. They can just play what's in front of them and dominate the opposition. <laughs> I can't wait to live say 400 already. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders take on the Roosters. I'm not going to be invited back. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to do one, invi- one of those time capsule things. <laughs> and we're just going to count all the years of nights. <laughs> this is... 
<laughs> Where are they now? <laughs> Still in the gutter. Canberra Raiders take on the Roosters down in Canberra. Sunday afternoon. Look, I think Canberra, they've run their race now. They had their chance. They got close. They were neck and neck They're with dusted. the Tigers I think for, that, for that have, ninth um, spot. But, yeah. yeah. The Tigers have uh, put the Raiders to bed and the Roosters will do nothing but uh, pad their for and against and go another step towards a minor premiership. Agreed. Okay, Mailbag, so this week going to be a bit longer. We had a lot of well wishes and stuff and also some walks down memory lane. And so it's, uh, we'll, we'll see how much uh, old real dad remembers and <laughs> if anything jogs it. memory. Uh, I remember everything. Lynn Shields. All the birthdays I missed. <laughs> the Christmases I didn't attend nor send gifts for. Uh, Lynn Shields, uh, I listened to my first episode in 2012. That's six years I'll never get back. Thanks, Nate, Real Dad, and Stepdad for all the laughs. It's been great fun. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Lynn. that she thinks she can remember it. <laughs> uh, Hammers, you know, my first episode, all I remember was Kyle Skyping in, drunk as fuck, ranting about Sandow and Robson. Good old days of three-hour eps, and I think you even edited out the C-bombs or beeped them. Is Caraman still a thing? He, he's, he's still he, he lives. He's still around. He's not so much on Twitter, and he there is. Uh, he went through a stage where he like, go, he's gone through like some last year or the year before, where it was just like he'd just be tweeting about um, West Sydney Warrant Wanderers soccer, and he's just like Parramatta fucking like that's it, he killed it, like and he's going to start going for Penrith and all you know all this. Like oh, he was yeah. he was fully off the eels, fully off him. Um, I mean, editing out C bombs. I don't remember what episode that was, but I remember I was like, fuck this shit. That like, was very early. It was pretty early. It would have been like, certainly first twenty. Yeah, you know, but we uh, didn't do it for twenty weeks, though. What's that? Ed- edited anything out or? No, it was it was sometime within the first twenty though when it stopped. But I mean, it would have been easily like still like first, t- definitely through at least ten, mm-hmm. somewhere between ten and twenty, I reckon. But I'm not sure exactly when. Back when we were young, carefree, and carefree, and cared about what people thought. Exactly, exactly, and that's it was a long time ago. Uh, Mick the perm. Been, uh, Great man. He's, uh, he's actually changed his Twitter handle to Mick the Perm. He's owning it now. He's on Mickey T, whatever the fuck he For was. For years, he was like, it's not a fucking perm. I like bitch, I know what a perm is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yep. Been listening to since pretty much the start and loved every minute of it. Thanks for the good times, great catch ups, and shitload of laughs along the way. Hashtag at the end of the day. Hashtag this fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> Mup, who's occupied Duckburg now. I mean, these you know, things change. He's, uh, I think my first episode was the week I moved from Oxley to Sydney at the same time you'd just gone to Chompers. <laughs> like some sort of reverse fate. <laughs> uh, Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78 said, Thanks this week in league for showing me the great rugby league community and all the gronks. Not so much for stepdad's videos. Congrats for the great pod. Hashtag stepdad is my real dad. So the video, here's one I prepared earlier for you. Yeah. Is it anything what? like the video I just no. watched? Okay. No, no, it's not. It's nothing you've like heard, that. That one was the disgusting. Expression, this is a train wreck. Yes. Right? This is about the, this about is the Tigers crash. games, right? Right? So a car uh, crash is not uh, as bad I, as a train wreck. I don't know if I can look at this. No, no. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's the aftermath of a car crash. It's okay. from where, there's no... Dead bodies or anything. Can you see that all right? Mm. All right, so here we go. I just want to get your get your honest reactions to this video. This is one like where no, say say yeah. say say the no, say the no, tigers. Say the Tigers have played Panthers and the Panthers won handsomely. 
stepdad might tweet that video and say, this is like a reenactment of the... Here's the game. This it's is a, the game. It's a visual of the game. Okay, hit play. I'm just confused as to what the substance is <laughs> on the car, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so um, so when Carsten talks about not so much stepdad's videos... That's what he means. That's what he's referring gotcha. to. Carsten's I, our, uh, I agree. Our, our Swiss connection. Swiss connection, yep. Yeah. A lot of international members this year. We sent things to Taiwan, Switzerland. Um, Interesting is from Switzerland and, and picked a side. Stepdad's his real dad. Well, yeah, well, he's just come on in the era since uh, oh, since right. stepdad's, yeah. Well, uh, he's also a fan of Cohen Hess and his ancestors' mm-hmm. policies. <laughs> <laughs> but why would that make him choose you over Glenn? <laughs> Arthur just meant he picked the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he's talking about as in team stepdad. Stepdad is my real dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, no, you're like, Glenn is, Glenn's not Jewish. <laughs> Well, the Tigers, the Tigers fucked the, the Cowboys in two thousand and five. I suppose so. Yeah. And every year since, because we always be the Cowboys. That's what we do. Voodoo Rock. Who still misses a McCafe coffee and coughing and sniffing for three hours? Well, I had a McCafe coffee on the way here, and I've heard on the radio that they've got a new blend. They do, and it's smoother. It tastes the same as all the other blends and every other coffee I've had. So it's still battery acid then. Yeah. Right. I, I did. Well, hopefully, I've given you enough sniffs and coughs yeah. to get you through. Yeah, yeah, I did tell this story after, but you know, when I drove to Toowoomba and caught up with you, he said, hey, "I've got some time. Let's go for a coffee. Just direct me on where to go." Okay, right, left, up here. Yep, the lights. This to right. We're going to fucking McDonald's, aren't we? Fuck yep. <laughs> that is not how that went. <coughs> but it it sounds good for storytelling purposes, so we'll keep it at that. <laughs> Ben Dunn, 43. Happy Twill 300 day. Thanks for the friendships, the merch, and the meetups. You guys are the best, and I'm stoked to be a part of Twill Nation. See, that was nice. You're not going to go at him again, are you? I, I am, because he sends me a message on uh, on Facebook Messenger tonight. He says, <laughs> where he is. Stoked to hear your helium-infused voice again, to which I replied, Fuck you. <laughs> he then replied, you'd like that. <laughs> I then hit him with a shrugging emoji. <laughs> he says, Come miss on, you though, man. Glad you seem to be killing it and that Jax will get to be the athlete that you always wanted to be. Well, I, mean, I thought that's fair comment all around, really, isn't it? <laughs> In summary, fuck that guy. And his brother. King Levius, I feel like the younger sibling whose older brothers and sisters call my dad stepdad and just reminisce about their real father who said he was going to go get a schnitzel one day and then never came back, but today's the day I finally meet him. See if the hype lives up. Well, I'm a little bit concerned that I, I haven't lived up to the hype, but uh, I is who I is, I guess. Uh, Mum doesn't queef when she walks, so... <laughs> Alex <laughs> underscore day underscore congrats this week in league on the big tricentennial milestone shout out to Nate and dad's both real and step for the entertainment banner and real talk here's the 300 more episodes full of cunts cucks and cane toad victories 
Hashtag one trillion episodes. Uh, Paul Mac underscore 78 said, my favorite ep was Lake of Shite. That was the ep I nearly crashed my car laughing so hard. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't say we when talking about the Broncos game, <laughs> declaring his love for Polynesian men and describing his old fellow as a mushroom. Still a mushroom. <laughs> I live in a very cold place now, so... Uh, <coughs> Now I have to make like that video so I just down, saw just to, just to, uh, <laughs> just to uh, make it appear like a mushroom. <laughs> Which is uh, no mean feat. I have very short arms and not that flexible. Uh, Jared underscore Hunt said, I still can't believe I love hearing the opinions of a Manly and Panther supporter, but uh, happy Twill 300. Very much looking forward to meeting real dad. Hashtag up the Tigers. That's a nice tweet. Yes. Like uh, underscore Captain Kickass. Remember Captain Ca- Captain oh, Kickass? Yeah. Joel Romolo. Those were the days. Happy <laughs> three hundred. Uh, there's a fucking. Where are they now? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you, you saw you saw what become of him, right? Like he was up in Northern Territory and yeah. then he got done like, some sort of kingpin yeah. drug situation. I don't where know where are they now. I don't well, know if he's live from King, Long Bay. Kingpin drug situation. He had an esky full of meth. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, this is Darwin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It's not breaking bad. I mean, this is you got. To <laughs> <laughs> they shove eskies in. They shove. They strap eskies to the back of fucking crocodiles. <laughs> uh, the broken chapo. He's known as the broken chapo now. He's gone from cursed and all this sort of thing to he's a broken chapo. Proper broken. Favorite memory of, is of Nate and Real Dad Google searching the name of a bloke who gave you a bad review and finding out he was a cuck. Uh, that was old Andos. Andos. Yeah, Andos. Mars got Aaron said, I'm a fave uh, this week in league episode is Greg the Hidden with real dad back. Most likely phrases heard. He's a cockhead. I thought Blake Austin had a good game for the Raiders and something, something counting crows. <laughs> Pretty well covered each. Yep, yep. That's why I could have put some of these ones at the top of the show, but I thought, no, nah, we'll see how it plays out and then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll see if we're right at the end. Uh, Beerboy182, uh, <clears throat> in memoriam. In memory of our fallen tweeters, Benson Meister, Saguna, Dr. Sexy Matt of Offspring, Ben Zed, Sean of Shortstack. That might actually be after your, your uh, stage as well. Um, Sharkman. What happened to Sean of Shortstack? He's still, he's still around, but Parramatta is fucking terrible, so <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't tweet as much. Uh, M51 Avoider, and of course, Real Dad Glenn, who went out for milk and smokes and never came back. Saguna's <clears> not on Twitter anymore? He is, but he's very rare. And like, what? Well, and and he was. Were you used to, were you there when he was telling us a story about how he cucked Bryce Gibbs? Or was that the year one after, first one after your no, time? I don't that. He was telling us this glorious story of how he cucked Bryce Gibbs. He did love a story. Yeah, and uh, and mm. and we're like, and he's like, okay, I'll tell, I'll I'll type it up and I'll send it to you for the first episode next happened. season, which was like the first episode last year, I think. Yeah. Just never, it never happened. And so we're like, we're not gonna, we are not entertaining any of your tweets until you come with that fucking Bryce Gibbs cuck story. So, I mean, we could sort of paraphrase it, but it's not the same without the details. It doesn't do it justice. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do it justice. Uh, so you can just go on wearing the world's smallest New York Giants jerseys. <laughs> I can live in his own life. <laughs> um, Tim Comedian, which is our Timmy McIntyre's handle now. I hope Real Dad does. He a calls st- himself a comedian still. <laughs> hell. I hope Real Dad does a stock take on membership packages live on the podcast for old time's sake. So, if you just want to hit that box there. <laughs> Can you just give us a give us a count I'll on membership? Give you a little count. <laughs> what do you got? That's the uh, the, uh, the the, the remaining. Hang on, mate. Is uh, one, two, three. Oh, fuck! If we get past five, I'm screwed. What part of five? Can you just go in and tell me what sizes they are? Oh fucking Jesus! <laughs> no, no, I can't. No, seriously. 
Uh, they're scarves. They don't come in socks. There's six there, mate. No, actually, there's five. Fantastic. Okay, there you go, Timmy. Um, hey, Sam Warden. Happy 300. Quite the accomplishment. Not only reaching that number of pods, but a growing a community of like-minded gronks who help each other out get through the winter get through the winter months under the guise of talking shit about footy. Uh, <clears throat> One-eyed tiger underscore. He, he's just described fucking Stalinist Russia there. <laughs> or Toowoomba. <laughs> no, fucking good old lefty Sam there wants a collective group of like-minded people. <laughs> In a fucking cold and foreboding situation. Fuck off. Capitalism is not a crime. <laughs> Comrade, I was talking about uh, One-Eyed Tiger underscore, you know, you know Steve, of course. Um, fitting that Glenn, Jay, and Nate all got wins this week. Tigers needed a last-minute miracle to keep the lead. Panthers needed a, a last-minute miracle to steal the lead. And Manly had an opposed training session against a tin pot pub side. But a win <laughs> is a win. Happy 300. Thank you, sir. Mitch Doyle, 13, congratulations on Twill 300. I'm still not entirely sure how lording over this pig pen of deplorable, perverted pineapple lovers hasn't driven you completely insane, but I'm glad it hasn't. Keep up the great work. <coughs> Toto, then Toto goes, he goes way back. Toto TV said, my top this week in league moments, five, Saguna Stories, four, Serena Burger, three, 2014 Brizzy Meetup, hashtag pew, 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 two. <laughs> that was so good. <coughs> Twill hooked up answering machine so you could ring in-game reviews. Didn't last long. It's true, it didn't. And uh, number one, the longevity of Tigers in decline. <laughs> and he said, bonus, the Melbourne cheating app. Uh, underscore JDHD. How's that? How's your form, though? Fuck off the Kokoda the week that Storm get yeah. anal. Biggest story probably in the, in the entire time this fucking show. Zero existed. reception, nothing until we get back <laughs> after nine days. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Underscore JDHD. Congrats on 300. The first episode I ever heard was that one where stepdad covered for real dad in late 2015. So as far as I'm concerned, Jay is my real dad. Hashtag cuckasaurus for life. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Voodoo Rock. Happy 300th, boys. My team's been shit for most of your run, so I guess you're welcome for the content and my Twitter rants. <laughs> um we got here, I shunted, shunted 86. Uh, congrats, congrats this week in League of 300 episodes. Coincidentally, in light of Glenn being on with Nate and Jay, I put the over under at 300 for combined cuck and fuckhead mentions. I definitely didn't I want to put that one at the start. because Yeah, I, 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 think fuck, I think fuckhead's definitely got there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, How good is it to see Shunter just now being a dad? I know. It's, I, all... I, it's just one of my favourite things on earth, and I just... I just hope that the child is getting enough milk. Well, I mean, because, uh, you know, genetically speaking... is important at this stage of a child's development. Exactly. He could learn from the errors of his parents. Clearly didn't give him enough. So the uh, man works in a hospital, mm. and you want him to take medical advice (coughs) for his child... Yes. ...from a man who self-confessed sat down on the floor to let his child sleep in the middle of the showbag pavilion. That's exactly what okay. I'm saying. When you say, look... Checks out. When you say Checks he out. works... Next he's going to tell him to start giving the kid fucking bone broth. Yeah. I'm glad that we clarified because I had a serious misunderstanding of where we were headed with bone broth earlier today. But you say he works in a hospital. He's not a nurse. He's not a fucking doctor. Yes, but I'm saying any sort of professional. I'm saying there are a myriad of people he could go to for advice. 
but where else would he go if he's getting sound advice, such as I've just given the man? From any of the professionals in said hospital. <laughs> he works in a hospital in Penrith. There aren't any professionals in there. They would be the best in their field because of the work they have to do. You never heard the 10,000 Just because hours? they're busy doesn't mean they're good. That's your excuse. <laughs> I was born there. <laughs> Look how shit a job they do. Aussie Blackwell, who incidentally is uh, on, if you're watching Dragons games, anytime it flicks to the Dragons, like the, the hill, you know, the banner mm. crowd, yep. he's always there with the scarf, gets on TV every single fucking you know game. Where, you know what he doesn't have on the hill? He doesn't have, you know what? He, he doesn't have any petrol in a match. I was going to say, he's the guy, if you wanted <laughs> to actually commission somebody to do the job, there's your guy right there. Yeah. Massive congrats to this week in League Lads, Nate, Jay, and Glenn on 300 episodes. It's been an awesome ride with heaps of last memorable hashtags and great merch. Hashtag Tigers in Decline. Um, and that's enough of the memory lane one. Super Grover Voice uh, on more topical things. Wow. It's awesome when Nate drinks when doing the podcast on DCE worth every fucking cent and destroyed, quite frankly, the premiership favorites, the Sharks. I don't even know where to start unpacking that, so I'll get another beer and erase it from my consciousness. Twill Tourist, Sportscastle AU. Uh, this week's this week leaves been the ultimate Twill Tourist. I've had to listen to it in parts as I travelled around Port Douglas, Mossman Gorge, Cairns, and finally finished it at Brisbane Airport. Um, Mr. Wars sent us two this week. He's uh, in Cambodia at the moment, no doubt on a sex tour. It's, uh, <laughs> Twill Tourist in Sim Reap, part one. Dropping the old sticker first up, and I look like a sex pest. Just I'll, uh, and, uh, I'll bring that up for bring, Glenn. Bring the you? picture up for Glenn so you can see the Sam with the, the fucking purse and the... So that was the first one. That's on the bridge. Dear God. When I first saw that, I thought that we had a time traveler from the future that had come back to us to show us that uh, Ferguson ends up with HIV. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he's stolen some child's play purse and he's now wearing it like it's an actual yes. man bag. And he's uh, sent us another one where he's, uh, he's, uh, he stuck the, the he stuck a tool tourist sticker outside the dodgiest sex tourist nightclub he could find in Sim Reap. So uh, well done, well done, sir, and, and, and definitely appropriate. Uh, <laughs> uh, is, is there a human being that looks more naturally seedy? Than yeah, no, no, there, no, there is not. Like naturally, if he just stood there with zero expression on his face, just wearing all beige clothes, yeah, you'd still go. Oh, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that guy around. He's just a natural, natural-born bed intruder. Yeah. It's just like you just walk down the street and you just see him and you be like, hide your kids, hide your wives, because <laughs> he's raping everyone up here. Snatching <laughs> <laughs> up the children. Flash 1480 said, the road trip continues through Fukui, getting acquainted with Parramatta Premiership players at the Fukui Dinosaur Museum. Any, I was <laughs> going to say, any of them still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the photographs of this dinosaur museum look fucking fantastic. I mean, fucking, if, you're into, if you're into fucking dinosaur skeletons... <laughs> I mean, it's fucking sweet. Um, now, just a reminder to get uh, everyone ready for the grand final meetup. How many people fit that <laughs> over the age of ten? Yeah. <laughs> now, just a reminder to save the date, and uh, I dare say you're probably expected there now. Now you've made an appearance, so you got to be there as well. Uh, Saturday, September 29th, we have the members meet up on uh, you know somewhere central on on the, that evening, and then on the main one, which is going to be grand final day, which is going to be Sunday the 30th of September, and that'll be central as well, same place as last time. You rung those cunts up yet, or if I say yes, will you stop asking me hard questions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> it's all organised. <laughs> 
<laughs> the booking is locked in. We're going to be at the same place. What was it? The Edinburgh Castle the Hotel Edinburgh and the Castle CBD. Hotel. Yep. Okay. And that was great there. Top, top, floor. top floor there was fantastic last year. And as it will be again, um, you know, there's places where you can, you know, smoke your cigarettes and, you know, your cigar weed. And, you know, they yeah. have beautiful clean bench tops from what I, what I recall. It's a paved paradise. <laughs> and, uh, what a great place to watch the Tigers storm to victory. Last year was great. Got to see Manly win win premiership last year. They actually the eternal under twenties champions, the final fucking under twenties comp. <laughs> the best thing was Timmy McIntyre was wearing fucking what was he wearing normally? I can't. He was wearing something. And then as the game ticks down with Parramatta in front with about fifteen to go, he goes into the bathroom and comes out wearing a Parramatta jersey. And then Manly in that twenties final, they they scored a try right at the death to, under the sticks to win it. And uh, then he just like oh, yeah, slinks away. Jersey comes and is off. <laughs> He's wearing whatever he was before. Now, that's full time. Episode 300. Thank you for listening, everyone. Jesus. So fucking 300. Well, I'm not going to say how many episodes because thanks for listening for all the episodes, those who have. If you've been down since day one, I mean, I often say, uh, often say there's like there's probably like 13 people listen to the first episode. That was more natural. Straight away, though, like the first, yeah, you yeah. know, you could and you could almost know you'd be guys like, you know, like, like Johnny from, you know, from the UK yep. and like the Tates and um, you know Ian there's, there's a couple of people uh, Toto like the, but yeah boy is it fucking balloon from there and thank you each and every one of you who have uh, who have listened along the way uh, we're on Facebook obviously facebook.com forward slash speaking league Twitter at TWI league uh, iTunes we've got a review for the 300th and this is uh, Frankie2322 changed my life <laughs> Five stars. Jesus, fuck. This podcast has changed my life. There I sat in my parlour in front of a roaring fire with my loyal companion, Benson, a purebred King Charles Cavalier, and a charming glass of Penfold's Grange when I remembered something that one of the help had said earlier in the day, that I should have a listen to this podcast about some game called Rugby League. I decided to humour him. Wow. After the first five minutes, I couldn't contain it anymore. I tore open my burgundy velvet smoking jacket and silk cravat, threw them into the fire, hurled the glass across the room into the wall, and stormed past my trophy wife bellowing, Make way, woman, for I am man, whilst beating my chest furiously. The next thing I know, I'm out the front of the local <coughs> TAB shirtless and wearing one shoe, sculling from a long neck of two he's new in a brown paper bag and yelling at passerby, calling them cucks and asking if they want to go. In quotes, seven out of five stars. <laughs> Update, the word on the street from my new friend Alley Cat is that the trophy wife has filed for divorce. Her loss. <laughs> That is the greatest story a, a, ever told. A, a, suit, a suitably epic review. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, tipping this week. <laughs> Punching, oh, punching. Get over that. That's magnificent. <laughs> punching prolapse is still on top. Uh, Mitch second. Three points is the margin between first and second now as a, as time ticks down. Uh, Robbo, Peter, Alpha Ben RL, Ben Diggity, Manola, Jared Ash, Pele, and Mario Siegs rounds out the top ten. And uh, Robbo and you, <laughs> Robbo's come in the stepdad era. Let me tell you, he's a unique character. Um, <laughs> Not Josh and, Robbo. And no, no. And you would actually be mortified if you would be mortified about this this Robbo character because it's one of the Facebook things he sent us. I'm pretty sure it was out like Ipswich way. So like closer to you than me, most probably. Yeah. Where he's basically like, I imagine like a bushwalking track somewhere in National Park or something and you've got the sign and it's got... The, the two stalks and it's got the it's got two 
planks for the sign, okay? Yeah, a top yeah. one, bottom one. Gotcha. There's a gap of, you know, between the two signs, right? And he's basically fucking <laughs> <laughs> the gap <laughs> between the signs. Anyway, Robbo. I, I just, I don't understand why. No one does. We don't either. We that we have no we have no more information than you do at this stage. He's tweeted. I last week. I must have said I seen how close he was up the top of the tipping, and I must have said that it would be a tragedy if if he won the tipping. And he's like, "Why the fuck would it be a tragedy if I won this week in league tipping? You two dried up cum rags have given me reason to want it more." Hashtag crusty cunts. Hashtag fuck Gus. Hashtag hands off Ivan. Tigers fan, of course. All for him. All last for man him. standing. How many left? Any? I got no idea officially. I got a terrible feeling that everyone went out last round. Ooh, so what do we do then? With the uh, Broncos and the Bunnies. Okay, so what do we do then? Um, what did we do last time? I can't remember. We made them play till we got a winner, right? I suspect that you kept all the money and told everyone to fuck off. Yeah, unfortunately not. No. Mm. That would have been the easy, that would have been the easy way to do it. I think that if, the, if those three went out, it was three, wasn't it? Yeah. If they went out, they need to go again. And the game that we're selecting is what? Manly Titans. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a game that's not going to be like they could fucking go either way depending on which team turn up like cunts on the day. No, the Titans are obviously going to win that game. Okay. Uh, so the winner will come from the person who picks Manly, even if they lose. Fairy Cobra in the house. Yeah, look at that. She knows. Come in and see what's up. I reckon Tigers Dragons is the toughest one. All right, Tigers Dragons. So you Tigers, dragons. Will you be contacting those yes, who are still I'll send eligible? out a notification. Okay. Excellent. I'll verify. If you don't get a notification, it means I fucked up and there was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> who, we, who we will uh, announce next week. That's it. Um, bought not bread on top of the super coach. Cheap seeds, pool of death. Sam Seals, <coughs> Journeyman, Meme Queens, Grey Ghost, Pineapples for the Pokies, Fijian Eels, and Super Turbo Bros. That's it. Do you have any, do you have any uh, last minute recollections? Oh, it's last it's, minute. It's been some fun. I've enjoyed it. I've needed these laughs, I must admit. So, uh, thank you very much for having me back. No problem. I empathise with you, though. I oh, do, you know, really? Listening to you, like, it is tough for me to drive home late at night. you got fucking ten minutes. <laughs> well, you know, problems are relative, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the, yeah, the hour, I don't know how you did it. The hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, back then it was an hour. Now, yeah, it was it was over two hours to get here tonight. Yeah, two and a bit, two and a half. Down the treacherous Darren Lockyer way. Yes, it's definitely. I mean, when it comes to, I mean, it's it, it's 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 actually like- very safe. They've put these new mechanisms in, so that if a truck driver falls asleep, and he's about to absolutely crush you. A giant inflatable Wendell sailor comes out and takes the hit for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the one thing. I mean, it should have been the, Tony Carroll. That would have worked better if it was Tony Carroll. No, it was a joke about how about how Wendell about took, the, took the, cocaine the cocaine. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah no, Darren, it works now because Darren Lockyer is a filthy drug habit. Because yeah. that's one of the wow. I mean, that's one of the defining features of Darren Lockyer way is the the white lines yes. are fucking are so prominent. Exactly down that stretch of road. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I dare you slur the name. Of but future couldn't even front up to the finals in 2011. It's all. It's also you know. Fitting that all of the trees are um, John's waddles, so that Darren Lockie is always in John's shadow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. It's been a blast. Um, I'm suspecting I have not lived up to the hype, but it's been fun anyway. 
This has been more fun for me than you, I'd assure you. Because <laughs> the biggest thing I've missed is getting to listen to your shit. <laughs> it's fantastic. I do enjoy... Uh, this is fantastic. I do enjoy the uh, the catch-ups and, and the phone calls. I do... Uh... <laughs> and and ringing my work. Well, and, I mean, the, we don't really, we don't really we haven't really spoken about that on the on, on the show before. What did I, who did I say I was? It was that Ian? De, no, no, was it Ian Decline? No, it was Ben. No. Ben Ben Decline or something. Ian. And I have a customer, one of my customers, someone I know very well. His name's Ben, middle initial D, surname Klein. I shit you not. <laughs> so I thought it was him. And I've picked up the phone thinking that, you know, it was work-related and all the rest of it. And then at first I didn't realise it was you. But then I get a, I get a, the receptionist calls me first. It says, oh, I've got a, uh, a ben, ben Decline, a phone for you. It's like, what the fuck is he, Ben, giving his middle initial these days? Like, <laughs> I sound like the motherfucker that gave that review. I just... <laughs> Oh, well, that's a little strange, but anyway, I've picked it up. None the wiser, and here's his fuckhead. You know, yeah, there's another it. fuckhead for those kids in school. <laughs> but uh, it gets up. There's uh, yourself that rings up with some sort of Tigers reference. There's another gentleman that I used to work for many years ago that calls, rings up and says that he's Barry Buccanara. They're always two of my favourite phone calls to get. I don't know. Barry Buccanara. Oh, fuck the one. It's a name he made up. No, okay, for She's like, oh, Barry Buccanara's on the phone for you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not actually Barry. And it's not Ben D. Klein either. <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> but uh, look, I've longed. I've longed for the days where the people that have made such hurtful comments and hashtags and things about the Tigers and their declining performances over the years, I've longed for the days where I can... Uh, have my uh, have my revenge upon them. And, uh, those days are but a mere few weeks away. The true true rebellious fashion, where you put the windows down and blast your car stereo as loud as you can with some easy listening. That that's the Toowoomba way. Least, yeah, yeah. Nice. it's uh, on Range Range FM, which is a country station. <laughs> so uh, I, I have actually. I have embraced the country lifestyle to an extent that I, I wasn't expecting to do, I must admit. So I, I have partaken in quite a considerable amount of country music. I own a John Deere. I have uh, three quarters of an acre of land. Um, I have my own chickens. Recently put a fireplace in. I have a cow rug. I just, like, I just like to say the record. You go when you go to his house. I mean, it's like it, it is fucking suburb. It is it is as suburbia as as Toowoomba would get. That's right. It's I my mean, version the, of country. The back the backyard would be larger than what you would expect to see in suburbia, but otherwise, it's <laughs> not that country. <laughs> but when I'm strolling around in my uh, Akubra. Well, yeah, yeah. Any more land leaves me prone to more snakes and spiders, which I can't do. It's like, so this is as country as I'm going to get. All right. You realise no matter how much land you've got, you can only ever be in the same amount of space. So you're in the same proximity to the same number of snakes and spiders. Well, I, I find it when you, when you apply logic to things and you start using bigger words, in fact, I get a little got, confused. But if you've got less land around... They're probably gravitating towards your house. You, you could have... It's like you're building a space rocket here. I don't, I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> I'm saying that if you had more land, there'd be more places for the spiders and snakes to be. There, 
Look, you could explain this to me all night, and I'm still not going to understand You're sleeping it. on a snake pit. That's what God. I'm saying to you. Excellent. Well, okay. Not anymore, because I'm not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. It's, uh, I, I must admit, the, the nights um, back in the day doing this podcast was always very much therapeutic, and uh, I've been looking forward to, to tonight. And I'd love to say that you've let me down, but you simply haven't. <laughs> <laughs> For once in your miserable fucking lives, you haven't let me down. All right, that's it. That's Wrap awesome. it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, there won't be 300 more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's a long fucking time. Isn't it what? Fuck. So was that season 2010? Let's yep. start round one, 2010. Fuck. Lottie Takiri. Lottie Takiri. Yeah, well, you just, it's just got to be as all. You just got to start getting killer ready, that's so it. he can take over. Yep, yep, that's yeah. it. We'll find fucking Jackson and fucking my Morty and Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, <laughs> can you imagine him chiming in? He'd be more be more intelligent shit than <laughs> than we say in half the time, though. <laughs> you so good. poo. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Later. See ya. Later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.